What is up, everybody? This is Marshall from Limited Resources, and you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Brought to you Australia-wide by Good Games. Time to cast some spells against gamer smells. Skulk around the pre-release for too long and the nerd bouquet might drop you into a delirium. Have you been finding more new moles in the skin pathology lab? With so many new cycles before you, are you tempted to max out on human growth hormone? And join the Tour de France? Well, don't do anything rash. We've been reading Tamio's journal and it started with the words, That is not dead which can eternal lie. Which sounds a bit like my ex-girlfriend. She was not one for the truth. But with the facts... This is Sevenland Hand. Nailed it. First time. Yeah. Eyeball deep in Tamio's diary of juicy after-hours activities, it's Vessel of Chocolate Bars, Aaron Graham. Oh, that's mean. Why? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not a Vessel of Chocolate Bars. Actually, you're anti-chocolate bars at the moment, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am, yeah. I didn't even eat that many over Easter, actually. Happy Easter, everyone, to yeah. anyone who cares about that. Uh, happy Easter 2018. Mm, thanks yeah. thanks for catching up on all those the, back episodes. In the future. And also, vessel of lost laundry socks, Kai Griffiths. You know, I, I, I'm not bad at losing my socks, but yes, I've lost a few. You're <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I don't understand lost laundry socks. They go in the washing machine, they come back out, you yeah. hang them, you bring them in. It's very, do, yeah, do, you're looking at me like, everyone loses socks. What no? I've found, yeah, everyone does. But no. what I've found no. is that... What? No. no. It's a closed system. The, the washing machine is, is a can. It doesn't have... But what I found... No, I found a sock... You down s- the side s- of my washing machine once. You said suck then. I found a suck. A suck. Down this back alley that I went <laughs> yes. down this other week. Yeah. Um, no, I found a suck down the side of my washing machine. I didn't put it How there. How did it get there? It must have fallen out of the, the, the can. So there must be a hole in it somewhere. I had a theory once that... Uh, the, the, I was, you know, I wasn't familiar with the, the the lost sock, but I knew about them. And I had a theory that lost socks and farts... Because where do farts go? People have been farting for thousands and thousands of years. Well, climate change, Millions right? of years, right? Climate, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, sort we're of. We've got to get to space. Went up above, like, an ozone layer, prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so people weren't around around the dinosaurs, so that throws all this out. Dinos- dinosaurs farted. Comet came down. Know. Do you know that? Asteroid poked a hole in whatever it was that used to be an ozone layer. All the farts and socks came down, killed all the dinosaurs. Uh, uh, like, it's like the worst fart. However million, many millions of years were uh, the Earth existed before that. It's everything that's ever farted ever exactly. all came down at one time. Exactly I at one time. dinosaurs wore socks. That would be, so it, it was probably mostly the farts. It was nearly as bad as that fight you did back in like 2014 the one in that, November. The one that hit us uh, again on its return around the yes, Earth. Yes, that oh, one it blew good. around. We, so we, we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> the Haley's fart. The radar. Yeah, Haley's yeah. fart. Uh, so, speaking of farts, Soylent. I'm trying Soylent out. Soylent. I've what? heard that because it's very vitamin rich because it's just like fiber, protein, vitamins. It's like a complete meal replacement thing. I'm replacing two of my meals a day mm. with it. Apparently the farts are going to get bad a few days. It sounds what, it sounds like what you find inside your your undies after a couple of weeks of yeah, using it. Delicious it's soil. What's that? What's harvested? Skid marks? No, soilent. <laughs> you can put it. You <laughs> That's can add just holding yeah, it in front of the camera. You can take off your undies instead soylent. of washing them. You just throw them straight onto the uh, into the compost heap. Yeah, I put them in they, a protein shaker. And it's protein, protein for plants. Soylent. Yeah, Ugh. I can't. I don't know if I want to go with like you know the famous quote of like soil and green is people is or people. like skid marks are people. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, the, anyway, last thing on soil and the three flavors I got in the mail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. Chocolate. Oh, important. Body. Strawberry. No. Body flavor. Body flavor. Why would you? The soil and jokes. Soil and green jokes are already enough. But soiling body flavoured. I don't know what that one tastes like. There's probably more bodies that you wouldn't want to lick 
as yeah. opposed to those yeah, that, that you I would. would like to lick. Yeah. yeah, and even then, licking someone's body isn't really the whole reason that you're there. Even if, I'm, even, I'm, so, even like you know, I'm not going to mention name names. Kate Beckinsale. Sure. Um, I'd get bored like pretty quick on. I'm just licking. Yeah, like you know, you'd start with an, a wrist. Get you. By the way, by the time I got past the elbow, I'd be like, you know, I'm running out of spit. Um, yeah. yeah, my mouth's bit, very dry. You're not getting anything out of yeah. it. I'm not getting anything out of it. It's a bit salty. Yeah. So if, if anything, the times when I've when I've licked people's bodies mainly just to annoy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You yeah. lick their face. They're like, no, oh, yeah. stop. Sorry, Kate, if you're listening, um, we'd go have a coffee or something like that. We'd, I'd, there'd be no licking. I promise. I'd be very. Well, if she's really into it, and that's the only way that you can get Ooh. involved. Ah, oh, then there'll be plenty of lick. <laughs> Million dollars, but you have a partner, yes, who who loves to be licked, like amazing, you know. And you want to, you always want to, you know, keep keep your partners happy. Probably, probably wouldn't but, be my partner. <laughs> I see. Yeah, see, we're not a match. But they taste like stamps. Oh, that's not a good thing for me. They'll probably be covered a... in slugs and snails then. <laughs> what? <laughs> they love the taste of glue. Yeah, they love, they, that's the first thing they go for in the yeah. post box is they just they eat the stamps. Eat the weird glue. Really? Yeah, they yeah. eat the glue from yeah. envelopes and stuff. There's a Nobel Prize right there. Why do slugs? Uh, seven lane yeah. hand. We talk about farts, sucks, slugs, slugs. licking people. Mostly yeah. Kate Beckham. Some people like. have tuned in for board games <laughs> and magic talk. Good one, David. We said we'd throw our heads uh, back and laugh in this episode, and didn't we? we have. Yeah. Haven't we? What more geeky pursuits have you guys been up to? Um, I spoke to you about a month ago at Stardew Valley. Yes. Um, 50 hours in. Yeah. Uh, I just finished the first year. I haven't had relationships that last that long. <laughs> um, winter has uh, winter was coming and then winter came and I was super bored. I didn't know what to do yeah. in winter because no crops grow. So I went fishing a lot. This is in Stardew Valley. Uh, oh, I was thinking Game of Thrones. Uh, you said winter is coming. so I... Oh, yeah, winter was coming in Stardew Valley. Yeah. Because uh, it's seasonal. Yeah, yeah. Farming, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I've completed the first year now, back in spring, and it feels a bit more like a slug, so I'm not sure how much more I'm going to be playing. Oh, so it's a catch-22. You have to sort of work hard when the crops are, are growing. Yeah. Winter, you get to and do You, you kind of take winter off. Yeah, you look after your chickens, you look after your cows, but uh, once it gets back to spring, you're like, I'll go to work again. I forgot I was a farmer. So you're going to pull that down. Yeah. yeah. I might put it down soon, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kai's recommended me a good one. Yeah, what's that? Oh, yes. I backed this on Kickstarter because I'm one of those knobs who, who brags about backing things on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. Hyper Light Drifter. There's, there's a lot of that that goes on in here. Oh. Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Also, I backed, like, super hot. Super uh, hot. I backed lots of stuff. Yeah. So which one did you recommend to um, What's the So Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, it's kind of a, not not isometric, but uh, it's, it's almost in the tradition of original kind of, like, NES Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much uh, dialogue. It's all kind of shown to you through pictures and, and just beautiful imagery. Like, it's not so much like, haha, pixel art, and they're emulating old stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like genuinely transformative art. That uses pixel stuff. It is stunningly beautiful. The soundtrack is done by Disaster Piece, who did It Follows, the horror movie. Yes. Uh, so if you like that synthy, kind of glitchy sound to it. Mm. Uh, and Fez, uh, the soundtrack for that. So I'm probably only about... Not even not even an hour into that. Sorry, The Witcher. I'm coming up to like 110 hours in The Witcher. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all that DLC. It's uh, yeah. I did, uh, like I left the DLC. Like I um, I purposely <laughs> didn't install the DLC so that I could come back to it. It's like a new version, like a revamped version of the game, so I can go do a bunch of side quests. I just had that pang hours. of guilt every time you mention The Witcher. It's always like it's the game that I walk away from and keep coming back to. It's oh, like, so I know. I should. Though. I know. So I should rewarding. stick to it. I'm so bad. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, and apart from that, I'm trying to 
get back to playing my guitar mm. more. So mm. is that, does that count as a geeky pursuit? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. These There's lots of like electric these, stuff these involved. Days. Well, I these don't know. days, everyone, everyone, every man is Doug's. Yeah. Got a guitar. Even though yeah, all but, of us play guitar. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone yeah. in this room does. Yeah. But I've been trying to play like old obscure stuff, so that's mm. kind of geeky. Like, oh, yeah. Geek yeah, yeah. stuff's old I was obscure. Say, it depends what you're playing. If you're playing like weird old nostalgic 70s rock. Well, who, who, uh, weird who, who old nostalgia for me is the 90s. Who can play the theme tune to uh, Batman vs. Superman, for example? Oh, no. Have you seen that one? I've no, got, got a theme tune for you for that. Have you seen it? Don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like that. but I've, Did you see it? Yeah, not as bad. Tell, just as, tell us. It's without, in, without any tarnishment from... It's enjoyable. It's enjoy. Look, I hate Superman. I think it's just a stupid, stupid, stupid character. Space Jesus. He's the grandfather of all superheroes, and there wouldn't be superheroes without him. I'm sure that's incorrect. No, he was. Wasn't the first? No. What? Have, you, have you like ever read any religious texts ever full of superheroes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, look, eventually, superheroes uh, would no, always turn up in a secular way, in a secular fashion. Superhero, yes, yeah, oh, I guess Se- so. secular, sent from another world by his dad to save all the humans. Oh, it's in, in a comic. In a comic, he book. dies and raises <laughs> from the, He book. dies and comes back from the dead. Yeah, like thirteen uh, times. Uh, He's probably yeah. better than Jesus. And anyway, uh, um, oh, so you haven't either. Oh, there's no point in getting into that then. Um, I was just gonna. I was gonna go for the spoilers about. Do no, don't, no don't do any spoilers <laughs> on it. There's, there's a Daredevil, have you seen all of Daredevil? I haven't yet? seen season two yet. You haven't seen season two yet? Finally getting around to, to some of the Daredevil via the girlfriend's mum's Netflix account. Yes, uh, that's the way to do it. Which is the best Netflix account. It's always I, the one that you don't pay for. The sweetest. I finally unlocked what the mystery to Daredevil is because I watch it and I go, hate him, hate him, hate her, hate him. Hate... I don't like anybody, not anybody in Daredevil. Not you a single like character. Foggy? I hate them all. Yeah, Foggy sucks. Love the show. And I'm thinking, why am I just loving this show? I want more of Daredevil. That's a bunch of, that's a bunch of shows. That's Breaking Bad. It's uh, Always Girls. Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, always sunny. What was the conclusion um, you got to in that, then? The show is fantastic, but all the characters are horrible. It's not the characters. I, th- I think it's the actors, actually, that I don't oh, like. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> But you know what it is? I think, yeah, there might be something in the writing. There's only been a few times when I've gone like... Oh, the writers just had a cool line there, and they've jammed it in and it didn't belong. But I think it's just Hell's Kitchen... And the general vibe about Have what's you going Jessica on. Jessica Jones, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's same like, thing. But, okay, so but I, I watched half of the first season of Daredevil. Um, yeah. What, took some time off it. Watched Jessica Jones, I was like, this is what I want from a Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's so good. It's smart, it's witty, the characters are deep and complex. And then I went back to Daredevil and it was a struggle. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like one-liners and Foggy being an idiot and, like, a weird generic bad oh, guy that slams people. Oh. Foggy's just too much emotion. Oh, it's just, no, it's not even emotion, though. It's just silly kind he's of... Like a need, he's like the worst needy high school yeah, girlfriend yeah, 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 ever. Yeah. And he's supposed to be your best mate. He's, like, the worst. But he's supposed to be a competent lawyer as well, and he yeah. never, ever... What it reminds me of when you were talking about Jessica Jones there is one of the pluses, and it's not to give too much away about Batman vs. Superman. In the opening scenes, you get this totally crowd perspective view of uh, what I can only... I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel. It went in one ear and out the other. But I'm pretty sure that the big battle that he has, you know, where he cracks the guy's spine at the end... Super but, break, super zod, super. But neck. they go through mountains and buildings, and he yeah. does that not doesn't put his neck out one bit until Superman. Anyway, yeah. so there's a very crowd centric perspective of that going on, mm-hmm. and Spider Man's a uh, Spider Man. Superman is just like a dot 
Yeah. And they're just falling through buildings and there's explosions as yeah. people reacting to it and covering it. And driving through all that, Bruce Wayne in a, in a SUV or something like that. It's probably yeah. not as if Bruce Wayne buy an SUV. Let's say it was a, a Bentley. <laughs> but it's, it seems bigger than that. Uh, very expensive. Bigger. So he's watching it all and he's going, Superman's killing everybody. He's smashing up the place. Yeah. What a bastard. Yeah. And that's why he's not too keen on so That's what sort of starts mm-hmm. out sort of yeah. vain. But it was really interesting how it did the same sort of thing as Jessica Jones in that it stood back from all of the yeah. big superhero I mean you still did see it but you weren't following Superman and, and watching it super up close you know you were at a distance and Jessica Jones was super at a distance because they were just like oh the green guy was smashing up the place the other yeah, week yeah, bloody yeah. hell I, I wonder if that's what DC should have done in the beginning because we feel like, like I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in viewing the whole kind of DC cinematic universe the DCCU they're shit at as, it yeah. yeah they're just really yeah. stumbling around in the dark yeah. and Zack yeah. Snyder maybe needs to have all of this taken away from him like a I child who's smashed his toys no. I don't know why they give it back to him they've given him the next one as well well I don't know if there's going to be a next one now is um, there no because but it's performing at the box office well true well, yeah, it's the but, fourth largest opening ever after some of the worst reviews for a superhero movie that I've seen in years oh is it though it's very badly reviewed. Uh, I thought it was doing. I thought it was doing half an hour. A lot of people just back. I bagged it before I went and saw it, and and then my son was just like, "I want to go see it." And I'm like, "It's I think you know, that's a, I don't know." So um, I went and saw it. Like they 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 have all of the tools at their disposal, and the people still going to go and see it, but they're still messing it up. Like, Wonder Woman was good. She was really good, uh, and uh, a lot of people are slagging off Lex Luthor, but I thought he was all right. I mean, they, they have sort of jammed um, oh, five different stories. Oh no, like movie, the right? Joker. What, what's his name? Oh, um, the guy that died. Yeah, yeah. W. Oh, Heath guy. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath, yeah, they've jammed like Heath Ledger as uh, Heath Ledger's Joker and Luke, Lex Luthor into the same character. Oh, it yeah. seems. Um, do you see any of the characters from Suicide Squad in it? Uh, um, that's coming out soon, and that's supposed to be. Oh, you good. see all Jared of Lee the yeah. You see all of the well, they're super friends. Oh yeah. Which you see, you see the Flash. You see this and really dumb bit. Here's the bit. Flash, and here's Cyborg, and here's Aquaman. What's um What's the mother of dragons' husband called? Oh, he's Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Jason Come, Momoa coming out yeah. of the Titanic or something like that, and it's so dumb. It just looks oh, so stupid. Okay. Like I think it's the Titanic, or it's just a wreck. It's just like submerged, anyway, submerged wreck, I, I, and he I just like comes out. His hair's all floaty, and it's like a, oh, yeah. it's like a conditioner it's advert. Like Drogo, you're back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's where you went. You were right. <laughs> yeah. On the note of Suicide Squad, though, yeah, uh, ten million dollars of reshoots to make it funnier in uh, light of Deadpool. And yeah. how oh, how yeah, yeah. critically wrecked uh, Batman vs Superman is getting it's because it's just dead. It's just. Because um, the trailer came out and they made it look like a funny movie, but the movie was going to be dark and horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they've gone, oh, the trailer's funny and people are reacting to that well. And then uh, Deadpool's come out and that's funny. <gasps> Let's go reshoot yeah, and make the yeah. whole movie into Deadpool. They're so dumb when they just like they just go try to make whatever they're making next mm-hmm. the same as whatever's yeah. selling well at the, at the, the currently. The thing I was going to say though creative. is that. If you look at that kind of scale, right, like that whole, you know, we just see Superman as a dot in the distance, mm-hmm. like smashing buildings and stuff. Whereas when you look at like the Marvel stuff, it's really, we're super up close. Like we see all their personal troubles yeah. and their worries and, yeah. and who they are really humanly. So maybe what DC should have done mm. is really 
Because what else can you treat someone as powerful as like Superman and Zod as but anything but forces of nature? Mm-hmm. Like that was a great thing in Pacific Rim that they framed the kaiju, like the monsters, as a force of nature. Like we have no way to do this. Yeah. Like kind of thing, you know, oh, and the Jaegers are our way to, you know, fight a hurricane, mm-hmm. like essentially. And I'm wondering if because... Because that's the criticism with DC, right? They're very, they're a bit Mary Sue. They're all a bit overpowered. Their their issues are just not really issues. How did they get it so right with um, Dark Knight, the 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 three Dark Knights? Was it just that Christopher Nolan was really interested in doing it in a really different way to all the other ones? Because <laughs> then Marvel went this other direction, uh, and then all I the think other they were DC covering. Stuff hasn't really I think they were covering a lot of ground from TV Batman, which people love, but. I'm, can't stand and because for years like at high school i was you know high school in the 80s for me i was saying that's not batman i really like batman you should read batman and they're like yeah batman is dumb you know batman dance all that sort of stuff yeah yeah that's not what batman's about and they had to make a lot of ground between that i mean if you'd just come out straight away with the christopher nolan stuff people have been like just brains would have exploded because they'd have been going for camp Mm. and you see that um oh, mine's not working tonight you know the jack nicholson stuff who did that the uh oh yeah just that guy i suddenly can't remember the director. the director yeah the director the guy that always does that makes johnny depp dress up tim in burton. funny tim burton tim burton's batman was sort of a little bit you yeah. know like well, the time it, had got, dark, it had a dark edge to it yeah it did have a dark edge because it was tim burton doing it but you still had um oh man <laughs> <laughs> Dumb and Dumber guy, Jim Carrey, oh, yeah. he was in it, and Arnold no. Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. was in it. Yeah, you're talking Riddler. about different ones. That's, so you've gone from the Jack oh. Nicholson one, right, and now we've now we've gone up to Batman Forever. Batman Forever with Val but there was Kilmer like there was three and, or four. Yeah. Of them, no, no, that's they're talking he, about the no, George Clooney one. Yeah, that was that one's George Clooney's got freeze and the Bat Credit Card. Yeah, oh, I thought who, it was. Was that Tim Burton as well? Yeah, I thought, that was it was, the I thought he did a series of. No, like, that's yeah. Joel Schumacher. Joel, yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew that that one wasn't Tim Burton because Tim oh, Burton okay. did two. He did the one with Jack Nicholson. He did one after that. Oh, so he went um, dark, and then it got stupid forever. again. I think he did Batman Forever as well. Oh, I'll look at, I'm looking it up. Um, but the the stupid one is yeah the uh, the one with George Clooney is really horrendous. Uh, Bane is like. Uh, for those of you playing at home, 3rd of August is when Suicide Squad's coming out. Cool, oh, I am excited. So they've got to jam on that. And you did mention, well, I think Kai was talking about it, how they had a distance away from the characters. And that's how, even though Spider-Man's Marvel, that's how they broke, that's how Sony broke Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. Spider-Man is a teenage angst guy. And it's like, oh, I'm getting this at school. And now I've got these powers and I've got to deal with yep. this. Mm-hmm. And that's what the big problem is. Not being covered in the movies at all. There's a huge distance away from that, and that's when it, when I read it, that's the, the core sort of com- in a conflict that he's yeah, dealing yeah. with, and that's where that story is at. Um, that was my favorite bit about um, Iron Man three, which is that in all these movies they go through some hugely traumatic event. You know, all these people are invading New yeah. York and all this thing, and that's a huge event in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. They refer to when the aliens invaded New York and stuff. Yeah, and what's his name? Um, Tony Stark's just like. Um, shell shocked. He's got PTSD. From yeah, him. that's what Iron Man three is about. That's a that's a bold move for a superhero movie. Yeah, but they don't do that as much. In- but the, well, that's Batman vs Superman. That's why you're seeing the um, super friends coming together, and it's uh, this is DC trying to uh, assemble well, Justice the League Avengers. Is in, oh, sorry, Justice League is super friends. In, Justice League. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. So you, they're trying to assemble the Avengers, so that they're going to do. Oh, look! Look what Marvel's doing. Yeah, it's working yeah. perfectly. Let's do the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, whether it'll work. All or right, not. to clarify Batman related stuff. Okay, yeah. Tim Burton <laughs> directs the one where Michael Keaton is Batman yep. 
and Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. Was then there is Batman and Robin, which is Joel Schumacher. That and that's why with Uma Thurman yeah. uh, as Poison Ivy and Schwarzenegger as, as yeah. Mr. Freeze. Ice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> and good. then Batman Forever is the again, one. Right? Uh, no, that's Joel Schumacher again. Weird. And that's the one what with Tommy Lee one? Jones as Two Face, who I thought personally think was a great Two Face. Yeah. I can't um, remember and that. Jim George Carrey is Jim the Riddler. Carrey is the Riddler. Nicole Kidman is the love interest. Val Kilmer is the. When main was guy. Uh, the Penguin in? Was that in the Jack Nicholson that was in the one? Jack Nicholson. Wow, that's they just jammed one. it all in there, didn't they? And Catwoman. But uh, was it in that one in the same one yeah. as well? There's yeah. Catwoman not in, in many of the others. But, oh, um, there was the Michelle Pfeiffer one as yeah, well. But that's, she that's was, the one we're talking about. That's the okay, yeah. But Batman Forever, I remember quite enjoying when I was younger. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it's made to sell toys. You're supposed to like yeah. it when you're 12. <laughs> oh, when, when, those, when Tim Burton's Batman came out with Jack Nicholson, I was so happy because it was like it was dark and it was. But I, mm. I haven't gone back to it in a long time. Well, don't watch Batman and Robin. Oh, we, I wouldn't. We, I wouldn't we go watch that one as a drinking game, which is why I know it probably the, <laughs> right. be, the be, Both the best and the worst is very hazy for me. Highlights of the drinking game? Uh, every time Arnold Schwarzenegger makes a. Uh, cold joke you yeah. take a shot right uh, every time you see a bat's nipple or a crotch right shot does he have nipple? Uh, oh he has nipples every on his time uniform yeah, Joel Schumacher addressed this someone literally directly asked him what the heck's up with the bat nipples and he said because his view of like this Adonis male hero was like Roman armor Roman armor oh, had yeah, nipples, had on, nipples it. on it oh sure okay that's his view of it yeah that's, Did that's still Bruce Wayne no yeah, it just made it look really really it's the same as the boom armor problem Oh, yeah, yeah, just not. Nah, well, that was that was my problem with with Wonder Woman. She looks amazing, but you know, yeah. I thought, yeah, you know, do you know, N- N- yeah, the was it Natalia Al Ghul? Is it Natalia? Yeah, oh, from Thingy, Natalia. Batman. Batman. Uh, from, yeah. oh, that's why I thought Rises. when she when she arrived, it was like, oh, they're going to have that in there oh. as well because she didn't look uh, like Wonder Woman because it's still in my mind. It's like Linda Carter from the I don't know nineteen. 19- Nineteen hundred, nineteen hundred and seventy. Marion from Dark Knight Rises for me. Really cool. Oh, it's yeah. Talia Al Ghul, not 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 Talia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I thought it was her, and she looks amazing. She's got these this super sleek dress on, right? With some, it's hard. I you know if we were a better podcast for dresses. Super chic down the front, right? <laughs> and there's not a lot of shape to it. That's a polite way of saying it, right? I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's not a figure-hugging dress. Oh, it's a very figure-hugging dress. Oh, okay, yeah. It's got two bands that come over the shoulders and sort of meet at the belly button. Okay, so you can... Beautiful. You can right? be a grown-up and say, she doesn't have very large breasts. Thank you, They're Kai. He's gone there. Small. He's gone there where I haven't. When she becomes Wonder Woman, different situation. Oh, that's God. crap. Yeah, because... And I'm sitting there with my 10-year-old, 11-year-old son, and I'm thinking... Ah, uh, uh, can't bring that up. <laughs> you just like, oh, you, you are. And you then, were taken aback by this me. Yeah, and then my other point is, I think that any time you wear a headband, this troubles me when I'm at the gym and the old guys come out and they've got the Olivia Newton-John um, <laughs> yeah. Terry Towling um, headband on. I thought you were on. talking about a minding light for a minute. I was like, why are they wearing that at the gym? There's Wonder lights. Woman kind of has something like that. <laughs> no, oh, like she has uh, the band. A, cor- a coronet. Uh, little, is that a little crown? Yeah, yeah something like that. Um, which is an Amazonian thing, thing that yeah, she yeah. wears. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of looks dumb to me. So I, I don't know. Well, they can't go the full Amazon thing because the, the, all the ancient Greek myths yeah. about that were they like they cut off their right breast so they could fire a bow and arrow more effectively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. And she doesn't have to be like that. seven feet tall or something. Like that. She's not that tall. But she's she supposed kicks, to be like kicks much ass, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kicks, I, I kind of wish that it was the Wonder Woman from. There's this one set of Justice League cartoons, and a bunch of gifts of the Wonder Woman from it get passed around a fair bit. And uh, and one of them is just like 
Um, she's intervening in some... It looks like some South American civil war. It's a swarthy guy with a moustache. Perhaps not the greatest portrayal on their part. Um, and he... Oh, oh, it's what guys with mustaches in South America. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, oh, I can't remember what he does. He's she gets in his way or something like that, and he and he hits her with the butt of a rifle. And there's just this gif of her turning to look at him like, "You're done, goofed, son. You've, you've, you've pistol whipped <laughs> Wonder Woman." And then it's just her <laughs> fist just decking him. Perfect gift, favorite. Some people just put patriarchy on that guy's face. Smash the patriarchy. <laughs> Up- upcoming dates, and I know you'll be excited about this, Orphan Black returns April 14th. I haven't, I haven't watched the last season. Oh, you cheese. <laughs> I'm getting into movies. The, That's in why the, I haven't watched too much TV. Yeah, the small print says it's on BBC America. Yeah. So I've, been, I've read that as... So it will be torrenting no, no, it. No, it's always been BBC America. Is it? Uh, no. They've always produced it. It's, um, so that it's means a, Netflix... It's show. Uh, yeah. But they've got Canadian actors. Okay, it's, pre- yes. it's produced by... No, it's Canadian, yes. Canadian English show, but they got Canadian actors to play all the British characters. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> which is the opposite to English characters playing all the South, uh, Southern U.S. characters in The Walking Dead. Southern American, Canadian, um, same thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie, I apologise for that now. I'm sorry. Rick, uh, we're having a conversation on the last episode of Walking Dead that I watched, yeah. and. Uh, they're both very English sounding in real life. They're just like, no, stop in this draw. <laughs> so you're, you're, you've stuck through Walking Dead from the beginning yeah, to yeah. now? Um, the last episode you're was one really of good. Those. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy. Look- I haven't seen it, and I don't know what this spoilery thing is, and maybe we shouldn't go there. No, we shouldn't. But um, I was thinking maybe you could, for people that haven't seen any of it, yeah. you could watch the first season and then just watch whatever season's out now and you wouldn't lose out on anything, in my opinion. Mm. I have it's heard Every that. single episode just seems to be the same because thing it's now so, after a certain point. Yeah, I, I've heard that like it's weirdly self-contained. Like yeah. You can just jump into an episode and the first five minutes will be like, previously on The Walking Dead. And it's really just telling you who died last episode. And you go, right? okay, I don't care, I didn't know them. Um, the character listed in season one is uh, 90% different to the character listed now because they find other survivors and they mm. find people lots of people die. generally interesting in the first episode yeah. um, uh, first season the I enjoyed first, that the first season is fantastic yeah. it's very different to the show that it is now because it's but rubbish you can now skip, yeah, you, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's not I swear, I swear. don't talk about my child like you, that <laughs> you quit in the bad times yeah understandable I, I went there with Lost, stuck out Lost to the end. That was a mistake. Walking I know. Dead, I'm sticking it Again, out, and Ma- it was good. We have, oh. I have that argument with Matt McHale every single time we About do a podcast. <laughs> He's still watching Lost. He's catching up on it now. He thinks it's brilliant. And we're going, it's going nowhere, Matt. You need to bail now. He's going to be really disappointed when he finishes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep telling him. But, um, yeah. but with, with Walking, Walking Dead, Dead. There were, season two and three were very weak. Uh, but it was a whole bunch of problems with their budget, a whole bunch of problems with the showrunner having a falling out with the creator and, and all no. this stuff. All this kind of studio debacle, I think it was around when the writer's strike was happening as well. So there's a lot of mess in those seasons. But past that, it's solid. It's a very, very good show. Oh, I think I got... I think I'm... Only, what did we are now? Season six? Six. I might have got to four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a commitment thing as well. Like we're all we all love it in our houses. We've well, all so see, we've all lots watched Lost, so we we know when it starts to go south, you think I'm bailing now. Because <laughs> well, that's, that's you, syndrome. you're yeah. all committed to it. You all love it in your house. That's effort justification. That's why people go like, look, oh yeah, yeah. man. Like if you risk, if you stick through, the, it's like this is why I can't play JRPGs like Final Fantasy yeah. and stuff like that. Because people go, no, it gets really good when it's when about twenty hours in. That's I, a criticism, yeah. not a plus. Yeah. It yeah. should be good twenty it's, minutes in, not twenty hours. I've but, heard that about certain manga series. 
stories and stuff like yeah, that. You know, yeah. they go, this is great. Once you're in and you know all the characters and yeah, and you're... And you're season six is where it really starts to pick yeah, up. Right. How many episodes a season? Oh, 48. Yeah, oh, it's fuck. like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I can't commit to that. Um, but this is, this is like a little different, like... Uh, like uh, season two and three, I didn't mind the slow pacing. I I, I was a fan of the comics as well. Yes, yeah, yeah I haven't so. I haven't done that, and now I'm yeah. worried that I've ruined the comics. By no, 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 very, very different. Yeah. We'll just read the comics. Don't yeah. watch the show. See, I'll probably enjoy <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's the end. It'd be quicker. Uh, end of that. Yeah. Two two more dates to go. Uh, Force Awakens out in DVD slash Blu-ray 13th of April. Oh, yeah, I've just seen Torrents popping yeah. up. I'll finally see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blu-ray So Torrents. it must have come out in America already. Yeah, it's come out <laughs> Oh, yeah, or, or, the, or the guy that's pressing them all. Oh, just know, take Pol- them on home. Poland or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, The Witch. Has anyone seen The Witch? Yes, I've seen The Witch. I haven't Great. seen The Witch, but apparently, fantastic, right? No mm. shock scares, but the most terrifying horror Movie, it is, yeah, creepily so he, shot. Do you, do you know about it? Um, I, no, I was just going to say, just I'll, I'll pres- presage a, f- a follow-up to this. Oh my god, Cloverfield Lane. I haven't seen it. Oh, mm. love original. We're going to talk about tense, tense, tense things. Sorry to derail the witch okay. thing. Uh, no, no, that's cool. But yeah, if you if you're down for some tense times, uh, and I mean jump scares appropriately, like like we've genuinely built up to it, not just yeah. like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, oh, oh my god, like. But ooh, Cloverfield, yeah. I remember watching it in the movies two, yeah. three times because I would just loved. Everything. About this, is, oh, okay. this is super different. Like JJ um, Abrams is not wrong when he says it's kind of a cousin, and you can see what he means yeah. by that once you watch it. Um, this is more like because it's not spoilers. It's all stuff you can see in the trailers. Some people in a bunker and that kind of thing. And the tagline is "Monsters come in many forms," and it's like, uh, what are they hiding? Yeah, from? what do they mean mm. by that? But, uh, yeah, don't don't trust field, each love, other. It's I a trader the, game. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, monster Blair Witch Project. I think that was really cool. Um, the witch is um, oh the monster monster is monsters or monsters that that one where the guys are just the guy and his girlfriend are just walking back from somewhere like deep in the jungle. Oh no, I, I just said um, original Cloverfield was a monster Blair Witch oh, project, sorry. which I really love. Found yeah. footage, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, Blair Witch at the time because the first found footage was mm-hmm. insane for yeah, just, just like oh this is, you get right on board and, mm-hmm. and the internet was sort of pretty new then, so it wasn't it's not a, like everyone was using YouTube and stuff. Every yeah, day it wasn't and, just busted yeah. open. And straight away, yeah. Uh, the Witch is... Um, it's May 17th on DVD I've got here. Oh, yeah, so I, I went to go see it at Luna in Leaderville where they show... The, That's a cool the, play. You know, the, the wanky movies. Oh, um, I, the, my favourite oh. cinema in, in town, the Luna. It's my favourite cinema yeah. in town as well. But I saw Snowpiercer there. Yeah, I, I see all the Studio Ghibli stuff there when it comes <laughs> out as well. But um, it's it's the one when you're like, oh, I went to Luna and Leaderville, people are like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> pretentious. It was, it was near, nerds, it's fine. It was near my uni campus, so I used to just get, we used to go there. Yeah. And we were still, well, I say still pretty stupid, like I've got to be on that. But no, we were still stupid. <laughs> yeah, still stupid. And they always used to have on the corner, they used to have, <laughs> used to say the Monday double and then have two cinema, mm. two two titles yeah. beneath it, right? But they'd written Mon, M-O-N, <laughs> double, right? And we always thought it was this French movie that was running Mon for ages. And we used to say, what's that Mon Dubleur movie? It's been on forever. You know? walk in, I'll have uh, two tickets to Mon Dubleur, please. Yeah. And they're like, what? Well, give me two tickets to the Monday double. <laughs> yeah. yes, and by about third year, some Broughton Spark went, you know what? The movies keep changing, but Mon Dubleur stays the same because it stands for Monday double. Yes, that Univers- person graduated before the rest of us. <laughs> University education, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That, those kind of smarts can get you in a uni. <laughs> uh, the witch is um, pretty small budget. Um, a guy made kind of like a love movie about his obsession with uh, witches in New England. So like the um, yeah Salem. Yeah, 
it was set about 40, 50 years before Salem, but it's all the... Uh, it's from uh, archival uh, conversations and court cases and things that happened to them, uh, all the superstitions of witches and things, but it's presented in such a realistic way. The families are really religious. Oh, it's... Yeah. It's... Uh, it, it makes a feel, and it's... Uh, oh, it was, a, it was an experience. Jess could not stand it. Oh, because really? she hates... Uh, she hates bubbling tension that leads mm. to a big scare, yeah. and this is bubbling tension. That it's just, just gets it's worse. the whole thing. It's like being stressed for like an hour and a half, and I was like, I fucking love this. This is great. Like, <laughs> how they're doing it, how they're making you feel and stuff. She's just like, oh, can I just leave? Like, just feel so that's how I felt when I saw The Ring, the, mm. the Western version, yeah. uh, in the cinema. I mean, you see it now, and it just seems like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't really get that. In the movie, I was, it just got me. It just got me anxious. And then just drove it home and just intensified. Yeah. And I was like, when's this going to end? And like stuff like that horse going off the back of the boat, you know, it's all dark and grim. Mm. And I hadn't heard of Gorb Verbinski at the time, and yeah, he was yeah. a director. As soon as the movie ends, I'm like, oh, thank God. And then it goes directed by Gore Verbinski. And I'm like, what kind of terror have I just watched by, <laughs> made by a guy called Gore? This yeah. is, and I was just like, I felt like I'd been cursed or something. <laughs> Gore the most terrifying. Verbinski. And I was with my, my probably, she probably wasn't married to her then, but. Uh, we went girlfriend. immediately, my girlfriend at the time, uh, went straight from there over a friend's place who wasn't in, went to her mum and dad's place, they went in, ah! and had to go on to my mum and dad's place. It was perfect, because ah. they're never interested in anything that you're suffering with, and they've got loads of stories. So we went in and they're going, oh my God, I'm so stressed, we just saw the most awful thing. Yeah. And they're like, anyway, um, yeah, your dad's got to go to the GP on Thursday. And it's like, <laughs> get that ingrown toenail. Yeah. Yeah. So half an hour, oh, we're, thank God. we're come, over it. Come back if you like that, if you like that bubbling tension but uh perhaps with a bit more scariness go read some junji ito if you haven't got junji ito uh he is uh he did some of the visual uh direction and storyboarding for pt with guillermo del toro so that, that kind of sequel s- to et <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bmx bikes seen it kind. trader that yeah. glowing finger except it reaches inside <laughs> yeah. your brain and presses on your fear center Ooh. um no but i mean that kind of thing like oh it's a ball rolling down down the hallway oh it's a head like, oh, that, that kind of that thing, kind of like... Shit. So, I mean, Junji Ito's mm. most well-known thing is Uzumaki, which is Japanese for spiral, um, and it's about this town that's cursed with spirals. Okay. So, like, it's all things like there's a kid in the high school who's turning into a snail because they've got spiral shells, and there's wow. this guy's obsessed with spirals, and he crams his body into a barrel, so it's all, like, cracked into a spiral ah. shape. Some people have seen the Junji Ito story, uh, The Mystery of Amagara Fault, and it's, like, this cliffside with all these people's... Shaped holes in it, and people are drawn to it. They have to put themselves in the holes. Oh yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of people are seen they, that around. Books, movies, or what? They're comic books. They're, they're oh, comic books. Mm. Mm. I've heard of the holes in the cliff thing. I yeah, think that's a short one. I know it's cool. Like, that's what I was trying to. I mean, we, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to Bruno Cathala. It was a bit, you know, he's very, very French, and we're very not. And uh, I really wanted to ask him about that. Get right deep into that. You know, different cultures and what they, what you know, where the angle that they come up with different creative things. And that, for an example, you know, like it just, just seems like a another world idea. You know, of cramming your space self into holes in walls and stuff. I, mm. I don't know. I'm well, sure. Well, it's, it's how each culture views. Things that are horrifying, uh, yeah. As well, like like in Western culture, we would that's an, that's odd rather than being like. Well, but now odd now anything just completely different like that. You know, that's that's horrifying that the people are jamming well, themselves to holes in walls. But in, and we can recognise that, and it's and because it's so different to what we would uh, maybe come up with ourselves, mm. it, then it's 
oh, it becomes scary, really, really yeah, scary, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can see, you know, if you want to be like super duper arty about it, I mean, you could see like social anxieties and stuff in that. It's like, oh, you know, here's your place and it's oh, set yeah. in stone yeah. and you get trapped yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I mean, but I feel like that's kind of just a bit facile. I, I don't know. I wish that we had a different word, right? Because we say horror. And yes, then, but there's also right. like because the thing is I had a friend of mine go because I'm like oh yeah I kind of like horror movies and, and he does as well and then he goes oh okay cool and he chucks on the new Evil Dead and I, I, yeah. it squeaked me the hell out I'm watching someone get barbed wire pulled for themselves while they're on fire I mean that's not that is horrific yeah. to watch mm. and, I, and I, I was like put off I was like I don't want to watch this but it's not like I want uh, I have to go I, I speak enough German I should go find a word for that spine tingling I'm not comfortable everything's tense that's ah. exactly right I mean submitting mm. I'm, I'm submitting my novel to publishers and agents and things like that and they'll always say what sort of genre is it and you've got this like is it horror is it fantasy is it sci-fi and and you don't want to put supernatural because supernatural wraps you in with the the twilight stuff yeah, yeah. and there's just no but that whatever word that will be that's where this well, my, hope, my, my book's at right but there's, it's, it's the thing with with bands and genres of any kind yeah. like you have to be put into a hole so people can vaguely relate to it but to jam yourself into you... a hole in a wall <laughs> a mm. hole in a wall that's where the real terror is out but the witch um everyone was saying no oh, it's a horror movie yeah and i got out of it i was like that wasn't a horror movie i wasn't scared and it wasn't gory uh, and but then people will be like saw is a horror movie and i'll be like I never want to watch that because it's just torture porn, yeah. really. And it's the first not... Saw I watched and thought it was really good. Then it just got stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, but that's what you saw Seven. Like, what are they? What are they yeah. possibly doing? But I mean, it is. It is about. Hot. I mean, it's bloody. You know. Yeah. I think there's a blood factor in there. I, I like the idea that you can go in where into a movie like what sounds like Witches like, and it's just like this massive, you know, heart thudding. Whoa! Mm. <laughs> you know, you're just watching it come. Whoa, I guess, man! I guess people say thriller, but even then, that get applied. That's get applied to uh, that gets applied. Yeah. dramatic and, and to action movies and yeah. I'm like it's too much running and running and panting and stuff and I'm yeah. like no I'm talking about like you know you heard a door on the other side of the house and like you know, you know you're, you, the of you're like oh the cat probably did it I don't have a cat yeah <laughs> yeah there's the beginning to um, the I don't know oh, it's in the king in yellow there's a, a little passage at the beginning I should probably do my homework and look it up and read it to you perfectly but it's just um, like a, a three liner and it's supposed to be from this play that's called the King in, King in Yellow, which is a bit like the um, Necronomicon. It's probably, you read it and you go mad. Mm-hmm. And there's this play, The King in Yellow, and there's just this excerpt from it be- before one of his stories, and it's something like uh, there's this woman saying, okay, Mr. Whatever, uh, we've all taken off... We're at a masquerade party. We've all taken off our masks. Uh, it's time that you should take off yours. And he goes, I'm not wearing a mask. And she turns to her friend and goes, no mask, no mask. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck, three lines. <laughs> yeah. And it's terrifying, right? That was amazing, Ooh. right? It's- Good God. Anyway, we came here for some shadows over Innistrad. Oh, yeah, well, we got right into the horror kind of thing. Yeah, all right. We so we, we'll come back with a bit of that, yeah? Mm. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. This month, it's Seven Wonders Duel. In April and while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Seven Wonders Duel. All you have to do is uh, create an eighth wonder of the world outside your local Good Games store, go inside and declare to the Egyptian goddess, or god, behind the counter... On God! On God! This April, the password is... On God! Forget all the other stuff I just said, the password is... On God! On God! Uh, now we're going to bust a Shadows Over Innistrad booster. Buster booster! Bust the booster shadows over in, shadows over in a strad style. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm excited. This it is the is. first booster I've busted specifically for the purpose of drafting 
some d- d- discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you have had no discussion from what's any other. Like? What's, uh, what's well, that? What, who's on that got, one? We've got Jace on the cast. It's a Jace one. It's Yas. Yeah. I've actually found out that J- Jace is originally from like a Scandinavian country. Yas. 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 Well, you can stick it up, you Jace. <laughs> I was going to straight up like, make a picture and a collection of all Jaces or all the Jaces that I could find on the yeah. internet really quickly. Jam them all into one picture, post it on Seven Line Hand and say, which was the best looking Jace? I'm sure you, you two guys have had an opinion on this, haven't you, over time? Because he goes from animated, stupid, to serious, to um, mm. kind of drunk. Um, They're all... Oh, we did, we did figure out the best one, but a lot of them are very bad. Which yeah. is very bad for one of their flagship characters, yeah. which Chandra looks pretty awesome all the time. She does. looks on fire. Yeah. Because she's not wearing a hoodie. And, you know, yeah. How do you make a hoodie cloak that droops to the ground look good? Yeah. Yeah. You just, I don't know. I don't think you can because it's like, it's functional clothing. It's for keeping the rain off. Yeah. Or it's like, like when you're seven and you put your dressing gown on and you go, I'm cool now. I'm a Jedi. And yeah. your mum and dad are going, yeah, right. Yeah. No, you're cool. You're cool. It's because it's, you think it's kind of a, like a cape. Yeah. It's really just because a lot of the nerds in stores wear jumpers to keep their. Jace is still in. trying to do that. To all his planeswalker mate yeah, on, on, on Innistrad But you should take it more seriously Jace, It's friggin' dangerous Jace so. is just like a planeswalker nerd Like a planeswalker high school He was just like picked on And he's like Well I'll read your mind And I'm like I'll set you on fire No like, I'm oh, not okay. gonna take off my hoodie I'm gonna wear it forever <laughs> Yeah That'll yeah. show you Right it's Emperor's new clothes I'm not wearing a hoodie <laughs> <laughs> He just actually I'm can't con- a bath. Constantly interferes with people's minds So they don't <laughs> see him wearing a hoodie <laughs> Anyway, guys, I think we've slipped back into Week in Geek. Oh, no. Let's uh, let's bust this booster. I'll do it as loudly as I can. Fingal, which is the worst thing that I've done in the last two weeks. I'll talk about it at the end. That'll yeah, we'll outro. do it again. Stay in, stay in, stay tuned for Fingal at the end. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Get fingled at the end. I had to say it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You're Ghostly forgiven. Wings for one and a island is an enchantment. They're still around, and it's an aura. Enchant flying. Enchant. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has flying. Discard a card. Return. In, return enchanted creature to its owner's hand. Ugh. Okay, so that's interesting. There's a lot. There is a lot going on here. Yeah, so because there's a downside. Go. Before we preface yes um no i'm gonna preface this discussion with yeah, before we shadows over industrial has quite a few mechanics going on the main ones being delirium which are spells and creatures and things that get uh buffs or or you negate downsides by having four different card types in your graveyard uh the card types that you can get very easily in the set are artifact enchantment creature instant sorcery these are the main ones and then you can also get a planeswalker if you're lucky um but there's no um uh, there's no other ones legendary and stuff doesn't count um this is very interesting because uh it's both activating delirium and is an outlet for Ah. madness which so madness is uh if you would discard this card instead you exile it and you can play it um so uh, so on, on this case it would be you discard a card it's a fiery temper and fiery temper is usually one red red three damage to a creature or player when you cast it for its madness cost it only costs one red so it's like wow. lightning bolt it's yeah, yeah. very very strong but you need some way to discard it yeah. so whether it's you've gone to your hand size and you can discard it at the end of turn or it's a spell like this which is discard a card to return the enchanted creature to its hand yeah. so in this set you're going to see a lot of weird things to get things into the graveyard in ways you wouldn't usually do because one it'll activate your delirium spells and two you can use it as a madness so just, start, just going on that yeah, are the cards that allow you to draw 
like a, a large number of cards to get to that discard thing. Like you just said that that was one of the ways oh, to do not, it. Is it's that... not a particularly efficient. Oh, way okay. Of I was going to say so it's very are, hard to get. Yeah. Very, that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so ghostly wings is uh, in limited. You wouldn't usually play one in a blue. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and flying. Well, no, you, you would some of the time. Depends on context. In Theros, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, whereas in other sets where there's lots of removal spells you're losing both the creature and the enchantment when they kill it with a kill spell. Mm. So you're down two cards to their one. Which, are, um, which is this, why enchantments haven't been that popular. Exactly. Um, mm. This is a weird one because you can give their creature plus one plus one and flying, Yeah. discard a card, cast it with madness, and it bounces their creature back to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can put it on your creature, uh, it gets plus one plus one flying, hit them with it a few times. When they go to kill it, you discard a card, cast it with madness, and you get the creature back to your hand instead of it dying. Ah, so when can you discard uh, Any time. So this is an instant speed. This is an activated ability uh, yeah. on the uh, yeah. enchantment. So this does about three or four different things, and they're all... You don't need to cast it with madness, but you can use it to activate delirium. You and can, as a battlefield effects, you get a, a double take on something if you, if yeah, you enchant you, a if creature. you bounce your creature and yeah. stuff. But like giving something plus one, plus one, and flying... Uh, and also, don't forget that when the creature gets bounced to your hand, this goes to your graveyard, and it's an enchantment in your graveyard, which is one of the harder ones to get in your graveyard as well. So this has, like, five or six different purposes in this set, and this is what makes me think the Shadows of Innistrad is going to be deep and interesting and complex to draft, because a common... This is card one, people. Exactly, yeah. So in other sets, you look at some garbage enchantment aura and you immediately write it off, because you're going to get... Exactly. I opened the pack, I saw that card, I thought, this isn't going to go well. But (laughs) I'm I'm kind of convinced myself that this is very, very interesting, because you'll put it on your 6-6 and kill them in two hits. Yeah, but we should be careful, Kai, because it's a blue card. And Aaron... Sees the world in blue tinted glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, blue, white tinted un, glasses. On colours that he doesn't like. Inspiring captain. Three in a plane <laughs> for a creature who's a human knight. Three, three. Uh, when inspiring captain enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until the end of turn. Nice and simple. Mm. That, that can't get too complicated, can it? Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of like the look of these, but at the same time, it's like it's four for three, three, and you get that plus one, plus one. And I'm like, it's not a permanent bonus. Yeah. It's, so I mean, it's okay. Test is a bit, it's a bit low. Yeah. yeah you're four okay. for a three, three. Yeah. You want like a four, three or a three, four. It's not your traveling philosopher kind of value. No, because well, <laughs> <laughs> that's contextual as well. But like, yeah, I'll always play a two, two for two, but a three, three for four. Okay. I, I feel like it's such a borderline case. Like I'm, yeah. I'm happy to let this go around the table. And oh, definitely. That. Like definitely, yeah. if it maybe if it maybe if it's there on a second round mm-hmm. and and some some better stuff is gone that I didn't yeah. see. Yeah, I'd, I'd have it because it could be nice if you got a couple of creatures out, particularly if one of them's transformed yeah. and it's had a bit of a if buff. You're, if you're aggressive, this is really good because if if your opponent plays blockers a three three to block your your two two, this suddenly you can attack when you couldn't make an attack, but you don't want to keep a three three in your hand. You want it out on the field. And the so plus you, one plus one it throws around doesn't activate anything. Uh, no, That's not... it's, it's a human for the human tribal synergies, but there's not heaps of that either. Right. Um, so it's just, it's fine. It's a good limited card. I mean, well, you, could, you could use it with Ghostly Wings. Yeah, you like, could, yeah. If, Ret- you, if you had it. to your hand, get a second thing. Synergy. Now, synergy. Aaron did pass me this, uh, bust, bu- uh, like this, this pack, this booster. this booster, which we have busted. Uh, and the third card is a blue card. Deny existence is two in an island for a guy standing and getting attacked by a cloud. It's an instant counter-target creature spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. Oh, we've seen that before, haven't we? Oh, yeah. And for three cost for something that does that at instant speed? Yeah, horribly awry. 
Yeah, horribly or I did it for two. Yeah. Um, this so, gets anything. And that had so a power limit, though. Yeah, yeah. This is this gets anything for three mana. Uh, I think you want it in limited sometimes, but it's not as good as the other two cards. I don't know. It's like a. The, the worst thing about this set is that there's uh, werewolves as well, which is one of the other mechanics, which uh, you get some... Worst thing about my neighbourhood, werewolves. Werewolves yeah. as well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you're a blue deck playing against this werewolf deck, you don't want to pass the turn without doing anything, leaving a counterspell up, because their werewolves will flip and hit you for twice as much. Oh, okay. Um, so counterspell's very bad in this set, because if they pass the turn, not, counter, not casting a spell for you to counter... It flips their werewolves as well. You're eating... You both skipped a turn to try and counter the, a spell or something with this. Yeah. And then they got their werewolves flipped and they didn't need to do anything and they got a card's worth issue. So that kind of scenario also lends the idea that this this uh, set could also be quite deep as well because mm. you're describing a scenario where you're just staring at each other across the table yeah, and yeah. it's really tense and mm. nothing's happening and you and go, oh, you, like I played some blink weird first? instance of the pre-release because... You can't afford to just pass the turn without doing anything. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, for me, if I was playing it in, in limited and, mm-hmm. and pre-release stuff, like, I, I'd probably want this. Mm-hmm. Like, just just because, you know, it's those There's situations where it's like, ah, oh, it's turn before. three, I've got, I've got to wait till the next turn to get something done, maybe I couldn't do anything that yeah. turn, but I've got enough mana for that, hang on to it. You might really kind of, you know, stuff up someone's turn mm-hmm. if you... If you get that creature and it's exiled so you might be knocking their delirium back a turn as well yeah. completely yeah. Um, kind of thing so I mean I'd want it I probably wouldn't play it in Constructed though no in Constructed it's not Does it, like yeah. it's a bad break because you get like two mana counter spells you get three mana spells that can counter anything uh, whether it's creatures or um, non-creature spells um, but I would be I would maybe start it in the sideboard is the weighting of spells versus creatures different for this set then you... Um, you've got a few things that make tokens. Uh, you have a lot more enchantments that sacrifice to make oh, creatures. So what I was meaning is, you know, like when you when you're drafting, oh, you know, yeah. instead of you know how many uh, creatures versus how many spells that you're kind of looking for, what kind of balance is it? Is it skewed uh, a little bit more? It, like it's still classic limited. Like yeah. you still need twelve plus creatures for it to be a functioning limited deck. But it's the ten spells that you're putting in your deck are weird. Like yeah, they're, they're doing <laughs> odd stuff and. Uh, um, that's why Innistrad was so popular the first time. That's what I was going to say because I feel like in in the Zendikar stuff we've just seen go by, yeah. you know, you could get away with a very spellsy limited deck because yeah. you know it's like exile that counter it and exile and it. like that's like really three, direct three stuff yeah, yeah. and mm. just just keep pecking them away with something small and then wait until your six mana cost whatever can come along when the game for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, warped landscape. It's a land. You tap it and you add. Diamond. Diamond to your <laughs> mana pool. Yeah. Diamonds in the sky. Two, two colourless and a tap, but not that weird symbol next to the two colourless. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from. Sacrifice warp landscape. Search your library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield. It's Tapped. Too, it's technically too generic. Then mana. shuffle your library. So too generic mana and tap it. Mm-hmm. You get to chuck it so and this, again, uh, get a basic land out. Delirium, sneaky way to get a land into your graveyard. Uh, it fixes your mana. It's, it's a lot like Evolving Wilds, which has always been pretty good and yeah. limited. But Evolving Wilds, if you draw it off the top, you can't tap it for mana immediately. So you really need to cast your 6-drop. Turn 6, or you pull Evolving Wilds, you need to wait another turn to sacrifice it, get the land out of your deck, put it into play tap. Whereas this, you can tap for mana immediately. So I quite like this in this set because it fixes your mana a bit later when you need your third colour. And uh, it's a land in the graveyard for Delirium. Sure. 
Explosive apparatus uh, is one colorless for an artifact. Three generic, sorry, Aaron. Three generic and tap it. You get sacrifice (laughs) explosive apparatus. Explosive apparatus deals two damage to target creature or player. Three and tap. Okay. I don't really want to pay four mana to deal two damage to something. Um, pay another three and do another two. No, you sacrifice. Oh, is there it. a sacrifice? Yeah, it goes to the graveyard. Um, yeah, again, a sneaky way to get an artifact into your graveyard for yep. delirium, but uh, not enough of a good rate. You, you, Super expensive. You do get to, to get pay the... in installments, so you could go this on turn one, two drop. On turn three, kill their two drop. But oh, it's, uh, the the impact on the game is never going to be very big. Yeah, and if you draw it late in the game, you're just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Too damage to you because yeah. it sounds good when you say, "Yeah, let's let's put that out first You know, like for tap one mana. I've got one land out there. Put it out there, and then when they do their two two mana card, oh, I'll kill that straight away. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you couldn't afford it, could you? Yeah. Oh, it's okay, so there's no use for it. Forget well, about yeah, it. The only use I can think of is, is cleaning up post-combat later on, yeah. but that's when you want to be doing way more than stuff that needs like cleaning a, up after. Like. It's also an on-board trick as well. So if you've played this early, and then th- they'll make all of their blocks knowing that you have yeah, this out as well. Yeah, can see so, it coming. Yeah. And you probably want to be spending three mana on something better at that stage, Anything, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uncaged Fury, uh, two and a mountain, our first red card. Instant target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. We all love double strike, don't we? Ooh. Oh, wow, they're explaining it on a non-core set. It's underneath, it says uh, it deals both first strike and regular combat oh, damage. Cool. Well, there's nice. no more yeah. core sets anymore. There's anyway, no, so. more sets, no more core sets, so they've oh, sort of included that in this. Very quickly, they yeah. have just announced that there is an introductory magic product coming out later this year, but oh, good. no one knows what it is yet. I bet Mark Rosewater does. He does, yeah. So that blows your whole... Oh, no sorry, no yeah. one knows At straight up. At least one person knows yeah. what it is. <laughs> There's Uncaged Fury. It's got a well swipe, um, swiping red swipes through the air. Oh, it's uh, like Wild Slash. Oh, or any other, other generic... I had a Wild Slash today things. at work. It just went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cleaner's not going to be happy. Uh, this is pretty good. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of trample on creatures in this set, and Double Strike's really great with trample, because you oh, kill yeah. the thing that's blocking it, and you punch him in the face for a five or six. Um... It's fine. I don't know. Paying three mana again, it's got the enchantment. They're all very expensive, aren't they? All very expensive. It's just kind of... But you hope that it's to balance limited so that you've got stuff to do early and late. Right. This this was okay for me. I killed someone with it when they weren't expecting it. Yeah. It's one of those surprise, fun little surprise things. From my unblocked 4-4. Yeah, nice work. Okay, any, yeah, any I mean, films? like, yeah, I play. It. I think it's, I think it's a decent, I think it's a good enough buff. Like, I mean, if it was mm. plus one, plus one for three, I just not like obviously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, overall, I think yeah, I'd be quite happy to spend my third turn putting that on on whatever I'd played beforehand and mm. get some double strike. Because even if you would played a, you know, well, one three or a three two, you know, anything like it's that, it's going to kill whatever's blocking it. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, the plus one plus one just seems to be there to make it make them allow. It. Oh, words today. Hey? <laughs> it allows them to charge you more mana yeah, for the yeah, card, yeah. really, isn't it? Instead of the it guy, does... I would just like to put double strike on something, mm. but oh, what are we going to cost that? So, yeah, yeah. make Seem- it more expensive. Seems like a card that's been workshopped a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Byway Courier. Two in a forest for a creature who's a human scout. She's a 3 2. By- when Byway Courier dies, investigate. Ah, so, mm. clue artifact, which is at the back of the pack. Uh, put a colourless clue artifact token onto the battlefield with two sacrifices artifact and draw a card. What's, so, what's the ins and outs on that, Aaron? So, clues, this is how they're trying to give the sense of mystery on Innistrad. Mm. Um, everyone's trying to 
uh, find out why all the vampires are going mad, why all the angels have turned on the humans and things. And they've, uh, they've represented that with these uh, clue tokens. So anytime a card says investigate, it means put a clue into play. But then later on you've got to pay two mana, sacrifice the clue to draw a card. Um, it makes Games of Limited um, interesting because you're always like, do I draw a random card by popping my clue? Do I save it for later? Because there's some stuff that gets buffed the more clues you have out. Um, oh. Some things you can sacrifice um, a permanent so you don't usually want to sacrifice a land, so you could sacrifice a clue to exile something. Um, like, all of the clue cards are good, because it's practically like they drew you a card for a two-mana that you can pay later. Um, which is good value, isn't it? Which is good value. And yeah. this is actually probably the best card in the pack so far, because it's a 3-2 three, for three uh, that's a human, with a little bit of the human synergy, that when it dies, you draw a card for two-mana. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, you um you're gonna it's gonna do all the things you want to do attack block die whatever so when it dies you get two you pay you pay two and you get to draw the card no when it dies you get a clue token oh you see anyway, you right. can you, you keep the clue token forever until you pay two mana to sacrifice it yeah okay um so you get to cash it in a little bit later at your leisure hmm. I, feel, I feel like the clues buff stuff though like i'm glad that most of what i've read of the of the clues buff are kind of good cards regardless yeah yeah yeah. because otherwise i feel like you'd end up in a bit of that case with drafting that we're, we're talking about for oath of the Gatewatch, where it's like oh i'm gonna pick a couple of these that get like you know oh one diamond and it gets trampled for mm-hmm. or something like that um, i suddenly can't remember Coslex pathfinder and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing and then you're hoping you're gonna get that colorless land for that mm-hmm. later and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I wonder if yeah just I'm, I'm glad I think they balanced that a little bit yeah, better, so yeah, you're not yeah, sitting yeah. there having going, it attached oh my god, half, I've got to hope I get clues. Having yeah. it attached to a half-decent card ensures that the new mechanics you actually play with, so exactly. instead of sets going exactly. by and we just go, oh, we, you know, we yeah. look at the new mechanic, like, say this, and just go, oh, forget about it, we're never going to do that, and you yeah. just ignore it from then on. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good way just to get the theme happening. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. a card in, uh, oh, sorry, there's a mechanic in Dragons of Tarkir called Formidable, which gives something a buff, you get some extra thing. If you control creatures with... Power eight or more combined. There was no card in Dragons that got played with that mechanic, and I barely remember what it does yeah. because you didn't play with it because it wasn't on anything that was anywhere near good. So it's weird. When weird the when conditions like just that. get too steep, it just becomes yeah. You just ignore yeah, it. It was like really arbitrary, and it wasn't good, particularly good and limited because you don't have eight power of guys. Otherwise, you're probably winning. Yeah. Is that eight total? Could I have four two power guys? Yeah, four two yeah. power guys. Yeah. No, I swear I've had a few of those played against me, but those but those decks seemed engineered entirely to make that happen. It's like turn two. It all right, sounds we're like you'd have now. to be right. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, not in not in draft. No, 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 no way. In draft, uh, it's so hard to construct. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you can construct decks for stuff like mm. that, but mm. yeah, no way in draft. Ooh, this look. This looks great. Good work, Dan Scott. Uh, grotesque mutation. One <laughs> in a swamp for an instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus one, and gains lifelink until the end of turn. Also gets nasty hands when they take the gloves off. Oh, that's such a cool picture. He took the glove off and he's got a V underneath it. Grotesque mutation. Yeah. Oh, he's got a. He's got a weird. Weird mouth hand. It's like see, a, like a lamp. One gloved mouth. hand yeah. <laughs> taking off the glove of that hand. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's like, oh, it's a, there's a math there now. Sorry, now I forgot what the card about. card's uh, about. What, what are we doing now? Uh, one in a black. Target creature gets plus three, plus one. Uh, it's fine. Generally, with, with these things... Uh, oh, it's, uh, plus three, plus one, lifelink until end of turn. Uh, that's good for a big life swing. But with, uh, with pump spells... So, Uncaged Fury, when it gives that double strike... Yeah. The one that we were talking about before... 
it kind of protects the creature if it's in combat because it gives it first strike damage. So if the other creature doesn't have first strike, you can do it damage first and won't die. Um, This giving only plus three, plus one, you need your creature to only be one toughness greater than the other creature's power or or it needs to be equal so that the plus one means anything. So I don't like that in tricks because it's like... It's just too it tight. needs to be a very specific situation for this to be a one-for-one trade. Otherwise, you're just getting some life. You killed their creature. And if they've got any untapped mana, you're probably not going to play this card. Yeah. 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 Because if they bounce your creature in response, you're in a horrible position. Um, but it, you can target a 1-1 one, one with it to kill a 4-4. Four, four. So that's that's not too bad. But you're still 2 for one yourself. Yeah. Uh, Uncaged Fury is like a better version of it. And then you immediately, and in that scenario, you don't, the, the lifelink gain, you completely ignore because uh, yeah, you only want like incidental in games, life. In the games where gain. it matters, it's, it's very rare that this is going to be the thing that wins or loses you the game on life totals. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's just kind of a perpetuation card. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing much to oh, do. So I've gained some life. Give it some life link. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it feels like that, doesn't it? Like, so if you've got a 2-2, two, two, you drop it on there, it dies, but you're thinking, I'm going to get five life. You're probably in trouble, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're, like, in... you're not like, woo, five life, yeah! yeah. It's like, oh, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, in a general note, on the note of gaining life, that we haven't seen something like Soren's Vengeance. You know, <laughs> your opponent loses 10, you gain 10. Deal God 10, damn. <laughs> Uh, Gloom Widow, uh, two, oh, we're into the uncommons now. Gloom Widow for a spider who's a two in a forest. It's a creature, and he's a three-three. So a three for a three-three, guys. That's fine. That's he's good. a spider, so he's got reach. Deals with the flies. Gloom Widow can block only creatures with flying. Oh. There's the downswing. Uh, there was going to be a downer, mm. wasn't there? It was yeah, it's very rare. You get right. three threes for three with reach downside, and actually, abilities, which is which is a bit sad, really. I like three threes for three. Can only block. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is this is good because you you want to block flies. You you want it in aggressive green decks so you don't care about the blocking restriction. Yeah. But also you're going to block pretty much every flyer in the format and, and kill it. So apart from the big angels and stuff. Obviously. Is uh, green pretty much kitted up to be big creatures storming over? Uh, it's it's actually like a cool mid range deck where you've got really good two, three, four, five drops, and you just back them up with some pump spells and okay. uh, some human synergy stuff. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice way to play green. Mm-hmm. Anyway, more green. Ulvenwald Mysteries, two and a forest. Oh, this for... is one of my favorite cards in the set. Yeah, beautiful picture, Greg Opalinski. It's an enchantment. Uh, whenever a non-token creature you control dies, investigate. We've covered that earlier. When you sacrifice a clue, put a 1-1 white human creature token, soldier creature token, onto the battlefield. Ah, so you get more value out of that clue yeah, token. Yeah, like this card is so deceptively powerful. Really? Because in limited, your creatures die all the time. And yeah. one of your creatures is going to die every turn. So this means every single time one of your creatures dies... You get to pay two mana whenever you want in later turns to get a 1-1 one, one and draw a card. Yeah. And it's like... Well, they just got you, rid of a pointless blocker. Here's another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it doesn't activate on the non-token creatures that you make from it. But, like, my opponent had a big 5-5. Five, five, everything else was in a stalemate. He'd attack for 5, would sacrifice a clue, draw a card, make a 1-1, one, one, chump block. Later on, I'd make an attack. One of them would die, get two clues. Uh, and then uh, on one turn, I had four clues stacked up and eight mana. Um... Uh, at, the, uh, at the end of my opponent's turn, they're like, go. And I was like, end of turn, sacrifice my four clues with my eight mana, draw four cards, make four one ones, yeah. gave all my creatures plus two plus one. It, it's like, you can you can uh, proportion the mana to spend over however many turns you want. And it's always replacing itself with something, whether it's a card from one of your creatures dying, or 
when you sacrifice your clue, you get a 1-1. One, one. It's just very, very powerful. I think very, the very essence of chump blocking as well, when you're in the worst state possible, is you're throwing people under the truck and you're drawing a card on your on the begin, usually at the beginning of your go, mm. just hoping you're going to get that yeah. card that's going to turn the game your way. But this is practically like two it, cards Yeah, every it's doing it time. all in one, and then you still get to draw your next, because you're mm. like looking at two cards before it's, yeah. by the time it's your go next. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I see it's, what you're it's now. a classic. Like this is a weird kind of control card because you want green to get control. Green You've heard control. of here first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, we've learned some restraint in green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just silly, silly big creatures. Oh, and I was celebrating the silly big creatures in the last card. I was like, yes, come on, let's go. Um, Bigger and this better. Is, this is my pick from the pack so far because you can build a deck uh, around it. Yeah. Just, just card draw. Mm-hmm. Like card drawing limited. Yeah. What, what else so, is there to say? Yeah, card draw. Yeah. Like. Ooh. Do we, do, I'm just pulling the cards off the back. Okay, I expected so, to draw a land card, but I got one of those. Okay, so um, the way that um, yeah. the packs are proportioned is that this you can get up to two flip cards, transform cards, in each pack. Yeah. Um, the flip cards always replace a common. You'll always get at least a common or uncommon one, and the possibility of a rare or mythic one. Wow. At the back slot, to make sure that everyone has enough checklist cards, it's either a basic land or a checklist. Okay, so the fact that we've got a checklist doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Right. It replaces the basic land. Because we've just, we're coming up to our last uncommon, and we've got four cards remaining. Yeah, so that means your rare and two flip cards. So you've got a rare flip card there. Ah. It's not. It's not the one at the very. Or it back. might be a foil. No, it's not because I just looked at the back. <laughs> this <is laughs> okay. the it's a foil. Then, this I is think. great uh, visual stuff for the podcast. Oh isn't yeah, it? look at it. Wow. Look at the back of this card. The it's colors. just, it's just the got colors. the magic, the gathering, normal thing. It's on a flip card. Oh. All right, yeah, let's let's cover this last uncommon. We've got biting rain. Two and two swamps. Uh, it's a sorcery. All creatures get negative two, negative two until end of turn. Madness. Two and a swamp. Uh, if you discard this card, discard it into exile. When you do, cast it for its madness cost or put it into your graveyard. Hmm. Yeah, so this You're neg is... two, negating two, everything. So it's a board sweeper kind of yeah, scenario. Yeah, um, and the upside of it's supposed to be... Because usually an effect like this costs three. Um, but we saw the one that costs four, uh, Rising Miasma in Battle for Zendikar. Or could just get negative two, negative two. The upside on that was if you drew it late, you could awaken it, make a four, four. The upside on this is that you can cast it for madness, um, but you can cast madness spells that are sorceries on your opponent's turn if you can somehow find a way to discard them. So say your opponent's ah. like, discard a card, you're like, I'll discard this Biting Rain and cast it. That's supposed to be the upside of this card. It's quite difficult to have an <laughs> instant speed madness outlet that's not a creature that gets killed by this. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know if this one's going to be a particularly high pick. You probably just want to sideboard it in against a deck that's got lots of X2s. And, or yeah, X1s. and just play it as a neg 2, neg 2. I don't think you're going to be casting it for Madness very often. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm still confused about why we've got three cards left. The last one isn't a flip card, but this one's the rare, and it's one of three left. There's probably, the it's a foil. Be... The last card's a foil, then. So what's the one in between? An, a flip the... card. <gasps> really? It's mm-hmm. exciting, isn't it, Kai? I can see Kai. He's, he's stroking his mustache. <laughs> Not really, yeah. You yeah. know what that means. Mustache, that's a broad, broad description of it. No one can see it, don't worry. It's very, very bristly and full. He wears a magnificently strong mustache. The, the rare is Brain in a Jar. It's an artifact. Ooh, it costs uh, two, I know. One and tap it. Put a, put a charge counter on Brain in a Jar. 
Then you may cast an instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on brain in a jar from your hand without paying its mana cost. Three and tap it, remove X charge counters from the brain in a jar and scry X. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of text. It's... It's a lot to do just to scry, yeah. to be honest. And we got lots of clues to draw. Let me just draw the damn card. Yeah, yeah this I'd never ever play this because you. Okay, so how it's supposed to work? You play it. You pay one mana tap. Put a counter on it. You play a card that has the mana cost of the amount of counters on it. So you play a one drop spell for the one mana that you pay. Then the next turn, you pay one and tap it. You cast a thing that costs two. So you saved a mana. The next time you do it. For one and tap, you cast something that costs three. What what the hell are you doing in Limited? <laughs> where you play a two-mana artifact, you make one mana a turn to kind of upkeep it, and then you played a one-drop spell, a two-drop spell, a three-drop spell, a four-drop spell, and then you're like, oh, I've got too many counters, I'm going to remove a bunch of counters to scry. It's just like the epitome of doing nothing. This 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 card was made for those guys who hate shuffling because they'd really like <laughs> yeah. just put their cards in exactly the right order yeah, so they're yeah. going to save up a ton of mana, and then spend you it all, scry your deck. and just put it in the water that you yeah. want and have one amazing go. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the idea with this was to help you set up your delirium. Like, because that scry X, it's like almost, if you've got something else going on, and there are a few, can, yeah. I suddenly can't remember, anything else going on that lets you discard, you know, every time you do whatever, discard the top of your library, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. And I wonder if they're trying to let you set that up. Yeah, but it's, like, but again, it's just too much it's damn work. so much work. There's easier yeah. and better and more efficient ways to do all of the things on this card. Because once you've paid one, I uh, say... You pay two to cast it. You pay one every time you want to add a charge counter and cast a spell from your hand. Um, you need to cast like four spells before you've saved any mana. Yeah. So just play the spells from your hand instead. It's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's exactly like that. And then the last ability is just like tr- this is like a commander staple. You've got to build a whole. If it's a good pyramid scheme, if it's a good pyramid scheme, though, you might leave Friday Night Magic with some nice Tupperware. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Otherwise, just oh, the brain in the jar is in some is Tupperware. In some Tupperware. Huh? That's See, it. Figured out what it's for. Feel like, I feel like whoever plays this is going to be some guy with a big smile. He's like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> you know what? I don't think anyone's going to play it. No, I'm going to remove my three charge cannons from this. Describe it. I'll, like, I'll attack you with my creatures, and they're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. I didn't think about that. My, <laughs> it's it's probably a negative. My initial thought with this is like, no, oh, this would be nice for the kind of like Frankenstein-y, like just fun times theme deck. Yeah, I, I'd uh, like to make. Which, which I think so cranial is. archive and brain yeah. in a jar. You could do lots of brain sci-fi kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. But Herbert the fact Westy, that my first thought is, fine. I'd love that in a theme deck, and not it does good stuff. Yeah, I think it's just a top-down design. They're like, what would a brain in a jar be? It would help you cast weird spells. It would help you see into the future because it's a, yeah. That's that's why don't they just problem. make it some kind of Frankenstein cogitator like? Like, you know, machine or something, like and it just make it makes artifact creature construct, and it's like a brain, like on legs or something. Yeah, There's what a Lovecraft or Whisper in the Darkness, I think. Whisper in the, I think it's Whisper in the Darkness, where there's a whole bunch of people in jars around the, you know, the the and personalities are embodied in jars around the, the room. Runner. And uh, I think Niall Arthur was in that one, but <laughs> I can't remember what the name of the if it's Whisper in Darkness or not. Anyway, this is what we're here for. We're in Innistrad for flip cards. We've got an uncommon flip card. It's Hermit of the Natanoles. He's a green two and a forest for a creature who's a human werewolf. I didn't see that coming, did you? He's a two three when he's a human. Whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turn, draw a card. 
Ooh. At the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were, ca were cast last turn, transform Hermit of the Natanols into Lone Wolf of the Natanols. <laughs> Lazy name. Hermit. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Lone Wolf of the Natanols. That's just another way of saying Hermit. Okay, so you've got all werewolfy. He's a creature werewolf. That's it. Done. He's a 3-5. Uh, whenever an opponent casts a spell during your turns, draw two cards. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. At the beginning of each upkeep, if a player casts two or more spells last turn, transform Lone Wolf of the Natanols. This guy's going to get you a bunch of cards in your hand, isn't he? Yeah, or just completely stop your opponent from doing anything. Doing anything, yeah. Nice little flavor text. He hates company, and then when you flip it over... But he'll have you for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho. oh, yeah. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Gags. MTG gags. Oh, Hermit of the Natanels. What can't you do? Um, yeah. this, is a, this is a good card. Good rate on the front. Two and a green for a 2-3. Uh, stops them from casting spells in your turn. If they forget that it's there and it's flipped, draw two cards. I think you've won that game. And that's They've messed it up. <laughs> and that's going to happen if they try and remove it, because as soon yeah. as they cast yeah, that, you go, I'll have my two cards, thank like, you very oh, much. Thank you, thank you very much. And then say goodbye to your wealth. Um, it also helps your werewolves flip, because you can now pass your turn safely without your opponent doing an instant to stop your werewolves from flipping. Ah, so, so if you... A tribal thing, you throw down more werewolves, they're all going to flip, because... Because they can't target this guy with... Oh, they can't target anyone with... They can't do anything. Draw a bunch of cards through yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what this is supposed to be uh, before, um, buffing that kind of strategy. And it's just a good body on the back as well. If you if you manage to keep him as a 3-5 for 3, you're pretty yeah. happy. It yeah, yeah. blocks pretty well. My, my only criticism is an utterly irrelevant one. It says human werewolf. I know, that's There's, what got what me else too. is werewolves? Well, they, you know, because in, in Australia you could go like zombie werewolf and then he's going to be like... It could but have just like, been a human, right? And then when he uh, flips, no, he becomes um, a werewolf. It's, it's because or he's a werewolf they, on both sides. They spoke about this. This was a problem in original Innistrad development. Okay. They wanted you to be able to play a werewolf deck. So it's like, uh, back then there was like, all your werewolves have plus one, plus one. But if they were just human on the front, a lot of the time... Ah, uh, spells wouldn't stick. You can, you can just play one spell at a time and stop them from ever flipping, and that means all the cards in their deck are shit. Because oh, they, yeah, yeah. Because they buff werewolves only, so they have to be this awkward human yeah, werewolf. There's no the tribal front, effect, so or if, if no a card tribal. targets a werewolf mm -hmm. and he's not a werewolf yet, then it's yeah. super conditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just for... It's for uh, Ooh, just link oh, sorry, Kai. Sake. I was going to say, linguistic uh, history fun times. Yeah. We get the were and werewolf because in Middle English, man and woman was wereman and whiffman, which is where we get women from, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, and where we get werewolf and where all the things from is werman. Oh, wow. weird. Interesting. So two. werewolf, it's like a man-wolf. Exactly. It means, oh, it's the prefix for like man-wolf. Oh. I think we've hit two facts within as many minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll be excited about this one, Aaron. Moreland Drifter is one in a... This is a foil, by the way. <gasps> Moreland, oh, Moreland Drifter. <laughs> it's a traveling philosopher with delirium. Hey. Moreland Drifter, he's one in a planes for a 2-2. Two -two. That's yes. two mana cost for a 2-2. Two -two. He's a creature, he's a spirit, he's got delirium. Moreland Drifter has flying as long as there are four or more card types among cards in your graveyard. So what are types, Aaron? Uh, artifact, creature, enchantment. Yeah. Um, Sorcery instant are the main ones. Um, this is really good. Um, if in the same way I like Surprising traveling. you should say that. You go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good on turn two. It's good when you draw it late because your graveyard's going to be full of your delirium stuff and it's a 2-2 two -two flying for two mana. So uh, good rate, but it's not as good as some of the other cards in the pack. I think that my pick from this pack is either going to be 
Hermit of the Natanals. Yeah. Because uh, it's just very efficient, shuts down your thing, and puts you on a line for a strategy. Yeah. Which is either green-white humans or red-green werewolves. Um, uh, but I love Orvenwald Mysteries. I love how it plays. It's got a lot of interesting stuff going on. And Innist- original Innistrad was so revered and loved as a draft format because of these build-around uncommons. Uh, things to interact with your graveyard, interesting interactions and things. Um, Ovenwald Mysteries is my pick uh, very, very early in this uh, in this draft format. There's quite a few green cards in there. So, I, mean, mm. you, you know, I don't know, I was going to say, would you see the Ovenwald Mysteries come back to you? But people will be onto that, I won't they? I think people are going to get onto it pretty yeah. quick. It's one of those subtly powerful ones that, unless you've played with it, it looks not fantastic but mm. i played with it at perilous and it was just silly when it when it gets going you can't it feels like you can't lose the whole pa- the whole pack's just it was just really exciting that's the first pack i've opened yeah. it's just super exciting it's yeah, just like I it's cool stuff stuff. cool i really like the way you've described some of the cards as in and what could be done with them and and how yeah, decks that, might come together yeah you could do this you could do this you could do this i know you could right do this, you could do this it's just some garbage like aura <laughs> i don't know nah, people are gonna have fun with this yeah, this is sure. gonna be good Kai, what's jumped out at you? Uh, probably my pick actually would be be warped landscape. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel safe in picking that. It lets me has that you know taps for colors and it has that built in you know I can use it to get a land into the graveyard mm-hmm. by sacrificing yeah. it. Uh, and I just feel there's a, there's enough stuff out there with delirium that mm-hmm. uh, that that'd be worth going. Oh oh yeah, I'll have that. You know, it's a land, yeah. and uh, you can and you can play two three colors pretty easily because you can. It leaves yeah, it open for you to play whatever you yeah. want from like, this, one, is not one, a very, this is not a very strong pack is like, it? It isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm taking this because I love it uh, like uh, all the you creatures said, are very replaceable. you said you were going to take the werewolf uh, yeah like that yeah. would be my second pick but that's just because I like green white and I like red green yeah but really you can you could take most of the stuff out of this and completely throw it aside okay. once you get something else whereas this will get played in every single day yeah I see what you mean so. yeah it's a very it's a very safe um, yeah. pick because sure. I just feel like uh, Not in I mean a bad way that sounds mean yeah. <laughs> we might so see safe. <laughs> we might see more like and that's what I mean like, I mean I'm happy to safe pick warp yeah, landscape because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that safety net because I feel like in Oath of the Gatewatch and BFC we had lots of double color lands mm. lots and lots and lots and so obviously they can't put more and more and more double color lands there's not many in the set yeah and I mean just just in that sense of yeah it's an extra color and it lets yeah. me chuck something when I need to chuck it because I feel mm. like I I can super easily imagine being in that situation of like shit creature creature sorcery instant yep. and I just I just need that fourth type yeah. to go into the graveyard yeah well for an ill-informed choice I'm going to choose grotesque manifestation and I'm going to play with wearing gloves <laughs> yeah. yeah don't take them off yeah. you, you, you don't give kill, anyone a high five you, you, you want to kill that creature arm. the gloves coming off <laughs> I, that sounds like some kind of bedroom threat yeah. yeah it does especially when you hold your hand like that and it's a oh. yeah. nice okay. rubber snap um, yeah <laughs> alright everyone that was uh, Buster Booster We'll talk more shadows after this. Back talking about shadows over Innistrad. Uh, band list. Usually this time of the year, yeah, we're used to receiving a longer band list than uh, the Cat Empire's Wikipedia page. <laughs> but, you know, not so. This year it's more of a poke in the eye to Eye of Eugene. Yeah. And you so think he'd be wearing, uh, you know, I'm just thinking I've, Eye of Eugene, he'd have some pretty thick spectacles. Coke bottle, Coke yeah. bottle spectacles. So mm. and, they've, and they've ditched it. I'm an ancient dragon. Well, yeah, so when Oath of the Gay Watch came out, came yeah. out with all these powerful, colourless creatures. Yeah. Thought, not seer. Eldrazi mimic. Ah. 
Reality <laughs> smasher. Mm. Matter reshaper. Oh. Uh, in <laughs> We've just crossed over into explicit for different reasons yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they reprinted Eye of Ugin at uh, Rare and Eldrazi Temple at Uncommon in um, Modern Masters 2015. And everyone was really disappointed. Every time you opened a pack, you're like, ugh. <laughs> like, I'm never going to be able to use this stupid Eye of Ugin. There's no Eldrazi deck. Oh, the Gate Watch comes out suddenly. Eldrazi everywhere. Yeah. And they're just tearing modern a new one. Uh, it's You can use Eye of Ugin, which says your colorless Eldrazi spells cost two less to cast. Um, it doesn't tap for any mana, though. But if every single creature in your deck costs two to five mana and it's all colorless, every single one of your spells costs two less mana. Yeah. And then you have Eldrazi Temple, which taps for one colorless. But two colorless if you spend it on an Eldrazi colorless spell. So you can go turn one Eye of Ugin, play a two mana Eldrazi for free. Next turn, play a four drop Eldrazi <laughs> yeah. because you tap Eldrazi Temple for two and it costs two less because of Ugin. So you have a two one which copies whatever comes in after it, and then Thought Nuts here, look at the best card in their hand, exile it. How do you, how yeah, do you yeah. recover can't from change, that? You can't what, keep up. Like, modern doesn't, doesn't work on that kind of level because you're. You can win the game by turn four or five with very, very aggressive starts. But this is both disruptive and aggressive and just non-stop. Like, you get card advantage and stuff from it. Um, maybe, so, maybe they thought that more people would have, like, exile target permanent cards hanging around. But even then, yeah. they're, they're three and four mana. They're up there. Yeah, so, um, so people started playing Ghost Quarter um, to destroy the Eldrazi land so that they could, couldn't get going. Get a, get a basic out of the deck. They wouldn't run many basics. Um, but then the Eldrazi deck's like, oh, we'll play Ghost Quarters as well. Because they tap for colorless mana, and we can destroy other Eldrazi decks' lands, so we're ahead and they aren't. <laughs> um, and then all this weird stuff happened, like the Eldrazi decks to start playing Engineered Explosives, which um, comes into... Uh, sorry, not Engineered Explosives, Chalice of the Void, which comes into play with X amount of counters, which is how m- much mana you pay for it. Uh, and it would counter any spell that has the converted mana cost of the amount of counters on it. So you'd enter it into play with one or two counters, and your opponents can't cast one or two drop spells, which is a lot of the spells in yeah. modern. <laughs> uh, which, is, which is just crazy, but it's warped because all of their things cost four or five, but they're getting cheapened by the lands, but they didn't care about casting ones and twos. And so it made this really horrible metagame. Uh, there was a Grand Prix weekend where they had three modern Grand Prix around the world to showcase the new format. Uh, more than half of each of the top eights was this weird new Eldrazi deck. Blue, white Eldrazi, red, green Eldrazi. They're just splashing for whatever the best removal spell is. Uh, and it was just Eldrazi versus Eldrazi mirrors in the finals and stuff. It was just horrible to watch. Yeah. And it was working on some other horrible level that other decks just couldn't deal with. So they banned it. They banned it straight they banned away. banned Ugin so that you can't get those really um, broken starts where you just everything costs two less. Um, but they didn't ban Eldrazi Temple because they want the, the deck to still be functional. At least they didn't just like cut off its legs. They just like, you know. So sad for... Kicked it really hard in the shin. really, really hard in the shin. Sad for Eye of Eugen then. But um, Ancestral Vision is unbanned. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll probably involve this in the conversation with the other unbanning, which yeah. is... Sword of the Meek. Sword of the Meek. So both of these are very grindy cards that they banned from the format because uh, Ancestral Vision um, is... If you play it on turn one, four turns later you draw three cards for one mana. They banned this because they were worried that the blue decks would be very oppressive. They'd just be able to cast this in turn one, counter, 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 
uh, draw three cards, counter everything yeah. else, and then you kill you with some land or whatever. Um, <laughs> blue decks have been very bad. Put you over the head with an island. <laughs> or whatever, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're 2-5. Um, so uh, they, banned, they banned it preemptively before Modern was even around because they were worried about this card just being the backbone of all these crazy blue decks. But um, I think they've looked at how powerful Modern is, and this is not the most not- powerful thing you can be doing. By the time you draw three cards, you can be dead. Like you could be, you could die to some infinite combo. You could die to aggro. Mm. Um, you can redirect this back to you because it says target player draws three cards. So there's people who are going to do things to mess with it that way. I think they've realised that modern is self fixing enough that that you can unban something like this and it's safe. And it's the same with Sword of the Meek, which is part of a, uh, a, ext- a the extended combo. Yeah. Um, so you sacrifice the Sword of the Meek to a artifact called Thopter Foundry, which puts a one one into play, uh, and then. Sword of the Meek says, if this is in your graveyard, whenever a 1-1 comes into play, you can return Sword of the Meek from your <laughs> right. graveyard attached to it. So this means every time you have one mana, you make a 1-1 flying creature. Yeah. And there's a lot of decks that can't deal with that. So you just like tap 5 mana, make 5 1-1s. They kill them all. Next turn, tap 6 mana, make 6 1-1s. One of them's attached to this weird sword thing. <laughs> um, and it's this weird old grindy combo that you just put at the top end of control decks is this one of the sword of the meek is that one of those four, the four swords that were no, out that not. This, um, one of those? this no. is a weird one from time spirals a very okay. weird design that combos with some other weird card from a set that came out five years later mm. um they banned it because they were worried about it being in the same grindy control decks but they're not gonna i don't think it's gonna be a problem and i've got loads Lodestone Golem is restricted in Vintage now. Do we have anything on that? Um, oh, I don't really play a lot of Vintage, but there was a deck called Shops in Vintage which would power out very powerful artifacts very early. Lodestone Golem's a 5-3 creature for 4 that says non-artifact spells cost 1 more to play. So it's actually very similar to the Eldrazi deck. You would play a thing on turn 1 or 2 in Vintage. You play this Lodestone Golem. Your deck would be full of artifacts. It just makes all your opponent's spells cost 1 more. Okay. Um, so they banned it because um, it was just leading to re- starts where you literally can't play because yeah. they're always two two turns ahead of you or something. So yeah. getting back to Shadows over Innistrad, you're off to Manchester soon with uh, doing a bit of Shadow over Innistrad there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Standard so, deck. So what's, I'm going to be in England in May and it happened to tie in with uh, Grand Prix Manchester, so I'm going to take the train up there. Uh, play new format standard, which is going to be yeah shadows, oath battle. So what's the flavor of the um, the shadows deck looking like, Aaron? Can uh, you, I can you give I us any? I haven't actually decided yet. I haven't, yeah. I haven't played any standard because I'm looking forward to the limited, uh, the sealed pre PTQ, which is this weekend. Okay, um, which is just like sealed, obviously, and yeah. the top eight draft, um, which I hope to make. It'll be really good. But standard, I don't know, there's a few flavours of things I want to build. Green-white humans with all this investigate stuff actually looks quite strong. For, sounded like you said green-white there, um, yeah, but green, I'm sure you meant it said blue. Right. Green-white. All, green. all the good humans are in green this yeah. set, so I've had to change my tune a little bit. <laughs> hey, Aaron, what, uh, what, what, what colour is that deck there? Green? Green? <laughs> it's aqua. It's, aqua. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a, a green, bluish green. Um, so I'm looking at green-white or just going hard on the other route and uh, root. Yeah, I know. Going hard down the other route and playing Esper Dragon's Control. So just kill him with Dragon Lord Ogitai. What should you do, Kai? Uh, I've, had, I've had a bad day at the hands of some Dragon Lords in the past, so I'm not inclined <laughs> yeah, to recommend okay. them. So, Green White Humans, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
There is this insane card called Westvale Abbey that me and Kai were talking about earlier. Well, it's uh, I, I can't even remember much of the text. It's a land, and then it turns into a 5-7... A 9-7. Sorry, 9-7. <laughs> demon with flying. Lifelink. Uh, Lifelink. Haste. Yeah. yeah, just oh, just a game record. What does it do to transforming in? Uh, you sacrifice five creatures. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so I mean, so it's a land on the front. Sack five creatures. Transforms into Ormandal, profane prince, oh. uh, and he's a nine seven with flying lifelink haste. Talk, talking about heavy metal album cover card yeah. art, that, well, that demon just um, rising out of the ruins <laughs> of a church, like sweet. But yeah, if you, you use anything else that makes some token creatures or yeah, just that's where you're at. You oh, know, sorry. Oh, very important bit of this card. It makes creatures as well. Oh, well you yeah, can that's good. pay one and a life and tap it and make it a It brings its own sacrificial lamb it brings with it. it. Yeah, so... Oh, and that's then you a play good token, with... isn't it? Sacrificial lamb. That's great. Oh. And then you play it with like uh, Zorport Cutthroat in Constructed. Yeah. If you can pull Pious Evangel, the, the oh, flipper the who one, is... Yeah. He's Zorport Cutthroat in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of thing. Like, there's plenty of stuff where even if you have to chuck those tokens in front of someone just mm-hmm. to keep keep moving ahead in the yeah. game, you can be knocking opponent's life off, gain one. You know, mm-hmm. they lose one, you gain one. Then you can just pay that one again to get yeah. a token back. Oh. oh, sorry, you've changed my mind. That's what I'm going to play. <laughs> uh, green, white, black. Nantoku husks Nantoku and stuff husk, like that. Uh, kind of combo. What's, that, uh, what's the one that lets you scry and then draw when something dies? Scry and draw and something. Uh, uh, Cryptex or something. Catacomb Sifter. Yep, there's something that's like Cryptex or Harrispex. Grim Har- Harrispex. Grim Harrispex. Oh, no, that rotated out with the. Oh, I did too. Dragon. Oh, uh, with Khans of Tucker. Yeah. yeah. They had Morph. All right. Dark Horse. The deck that is going to come out of left field. No one saw it coming. It's going to do, you know, surprising yeah. things. But you're not playing it because you didn't have much confidence in it. It's uh, the deck. Is, oh, maybe I should get my whistle out. Yeah. Oh. Bit of early premonitions here. Uh, red green werewolves. Yeah. Looks well, that sounds like... a bit obvious, doesn't it? No, because no. last time I was in Standard, um, but they no... never got they never got played um, because they would slightly they were worried about them being too powerful, so they nerfed a, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then when Huntmaster of the Fells came out, it wasn't legendary. There was nothing that really buffed your werewolves or gave you some incentives. In this set, I think there's just enough incentives to make the deck really good, and it could be profoundly powerful because if i'm starting magic tomorrow Mm -hmm. i walk into the store i see shadows over in a strad i'm opening it up i'm thinking wow you know look at all these werewolves that's where i want to be at i know what werewolves are about i'm in Mm -hmm. green red werewolves here we come yeah those guys are going to be playing that right yeah but i I think some pro is going to pilot some really refined red green werewolves deck that runs like an engine rather than just playing every werewolf that you own yeah of course um but black red vampires uh actually looks really strong as well there's a really aggro version which uses madness to cast haste vampires and just just hit you from turn three for about seven damage wow um uh, and this is in standard not yeah 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 that's that's like a modern level like yeah power and uh and there's like a mid-range black red vampires deck with uh the legendary trio kalitas uh trader of gets olivia mobilized for war and drana liberator of malakir who are just kind of vampires that are all insane by themselves but they all happen to be vampires as well so you get some buff for it don't you get the legendary rule off of that a bit uh yeah so you play like two or three of each of them Mm. um but you can like if you curve uh olivia mobilized for into kalitas on the next turn even if they kill them you're happy to play and have another one in your hand waiting because they're both such powerful 
uh, effects. And even even then you could use it because they head to the graveyard when you do that. They do, yeah. Things. Well. And then you just go, oh, I play Kalidus and such a body is to the graveyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, counters or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Have you seen a card which has jumped out to you, Kai, that you're thinking you either want to, if you drafted it, you'd go, I'm taking a stab at doing this or you'd, um, you'd think it would be a good cornerstone to start a deck around? For me, I'm kind of like... It's one of those... Everyone's kind of written Arlen off, this new planes. Yeah, really so I was early. thinking about that as yeah. Aaron even, was Even about when that. it got non-officially spoiled, when it got illegally spoiled, a lot of people are kind of like, that's shit, that's a shitty planes water. Um, kind of thing. So I'm, I'm interested to see something come out of that. Yeah. To be mm. honest, I mean, it, it grabs a me. because A wolf is what's going to come out of it. Well, yeah, yeah into it, out of it. <laughs> yeah. who knows? What's, what's the verb for that? Uh, oh, the the um, preposition, I should say. Um, but... Yeah, I'm kind of that's that's what I want to. I almost just want to do that for my kind of kitchen table games. Yeah, just so to see what I can do with it. Even you know when you kind of have those no format rules, just you got a ten year old card, just play it like mm. kind of thing. And I'm, and I'm interested to see some kind of wacky do. I think that's the joy of this set is that there's going to be loads of themes that you can just get into and just play for the joy of having the theme of the deck work like that. Um, I'm sure there's going to be, like you were saying, some pro is going to just make a a deck that's just going to grind out victories. Cord could be in that for sure. Yeah. I almost want to make, like... I, I, I feel like this is kind of in really... I was starting to get there a bit with, like, Battle for Zendikar. It's starting invigorating my kind of crazy theme decks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like, I want to make, like, a, a medieval religious nutters inquisition deck and have, like, pious <laughs> evangel and Abyssinian missionaries and, yeah. and all... <laughs> They're all, mm, like, wielding flails yeah, and, like, you know, beating the crap out it's of... It's going to turn into that eternal fire Redanian crap from the Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> eternal fire protects that... you unless you're an elf. <laughs> I'm already getting that feeling. It's like, can we just stop using all of the other sets and just use this one for a really long time well, can we just play like this all the time now yeah, you know yeah. but fully it's... properly explore it yeah but like I remember Comes when Innistrad draft finished and I was like went to whatever the next one was Scars of Mirrodin or something oh I was like oh so boring Innistrad's it's like they fill it that with these really Dark Ascension no after I like I mean after the block rotated oh after the block rotated out yeah no, that oh, was... I can't remember what it was. No, Scars was before it. Scars. It was Dread. Ravnica, wasn't it? Ravnica. Return to Ravnica. Oh, that was actually a pretty good draft for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I played a lot of that draft for as well, actually. Uh, mm. Good times. Good times, good times. What else have we got in Shadows of Innistrad? People are going to jump in on it. Uh, not to not to bash the fiction thing because we did talk about it too much. Keep it nice Can we bash shot. the fiction a little? Bit? Yeah, go. There's, because they're they're fictioning really hard. We're for doing this facts one, right? today, Kai. I yeah. don't know if you've noticed. You've been <laughs> well, responsible true. for it. I mean, Innistrad fiction and facts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's you know, one would almost think that I might maybe I'm not so good at playing the damn game, just really good at reading stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today's scholar. I think it's today's fiction or something. I'm happy to be lore master of, of yeah, this oh, one. Yeah, if, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down yeah. for that. Lay it on. Um, there's, so Jace has finally gotten out to the coast. He seems yeah. to have been largely on this journey to the coast. He's gotten there. He's, uh, he's had a poke around in the mind of a, of a duplicate thrall who they don't say Liliana, but they may as well be like, Liliana! Uh, in the background really loud and be don't, don't say it too loud that she might appear <laughs> yeah. yeah I might <laughs> um, kind of thing and he's, he's had this weird vision in the mind of some kind of thrall and now he's seen these uh, these crypt well they're called cryptoliths cryptoliths, yeah. cryptoliths which is Latin for secret and then stone that's interesting um, and they're not secret at all they're big and pointy uh, in a circle and there's this he keeps talking about this blind spot this thing he can't see the tide now runs parallel to the coast um, oh, because spooky. Tamio has said it's, uh, too crappy to live too spooky to die um, <laughs> yeah. spooky uh, yeah, spooky spooky and crappy <laughs> it's like when they're trying to deliberately be spooky and it just has to be ooh skeleton <laughs> spooky uh, I'm kind of getting 
getting actually legit unnerved because it's whole kind of unseen terrors, right? We keep yeah. coming back to so this. You, you They're dancing like, around so it. So you do like the fiction, but it's written badly. Yeah. It is like written the concepts so that they're presenting badly. to you. Well, it's even I read... I was talking, me and Aaron were talking about this pre-pod and uh, about like the first kind of paragraph is like, Jace, the living guild pack of Ravnica yeah. and mind mage extraordinary. I was like, shut up. Shut up. There's a Wikipedia. The internet exists. Yeah. If anyone's just joined today and Someone's this is the like, first thing they're Jace? reading... Yeah. Who's Jace? Oh, it says it in the next sentence. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> who is reading magic fish that doesn't know who Jace is? Jace is the living guild pact. He's a blue mage. He grew up on... Like, you don't need to explain anything. He likes... He likes... Turkey slubs. Uh, you know, just all his favourite Yeah, you food. don't need to do the origin story for every single That's paragraph of you. Yeah. That's what Origins was for. But, you know, if you read the story and there's this amazing character called, you know, whichever one you want, Nissa's there, and it's like, she's doing all this stuff, and you're like, wow, that's really interesting. I wonder what she's got. Oh, bear backstory. You jump online, find her bear back, you ask your mates. Mm-hmm. But you still get that great ride with this amazing character that mm-hmm. you can sense the backstory mm-hmm. in someone just acting without having to have it yeah. blasted but I out for you. But I guess the point I'm driving towards is there's something, there's this blind spot. It's like no matter how hard you look at it, you can't quite look at it. It's in the middle of this circle of the cryptoliths. It's affecting the tides, so it must be very big and heavy. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are they going to finally just turn around? It's Emrakul, finally. Ah, uh, You know, not kind of thing. While, but, uh, yeah, maybe not. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably still going to hold out for it. There's some, they're going to bring back something weird and obscure because we've had new stuff in this one already. We've got... We've got Arlen. There's that yeah, new thing there, which I feel like that's going to get explored more in Eldritch Moon, right? Because werewolves are moons. Yeah. And I just... Merit Largo? Something. Uh, so Something. Is the Eldritch Moon the blind spot that Jace can't look at? In yeah, the middle of, is yeah, that possibly. what it is? Um, so this, this crazy thing... I don't know if you guys have heard about this. This is one of the most interesting things. Um, everyone speculating what's causing the madness on Innistrad. We're trying to... We're following Jace's story. What is Nahiri harbinging? Yeah, exactly. All of it has... Oh, maybe I should have done premonitions about this. Uh. I was wrong about... I <laughs> Quick think, play tune. Uh, quickly. Um, uh, I was wrong, I think, about Emrakul not coming back. So uh, on each of the clues, there's six different clue tokens that you can find in Shadows of Innistrad booster packs. Each one of them has a small quote from Tamiyo's journal at the bottom. Mm. Uh, now, when you look at uh, the flavor text of the, the rest of the, the set, it'll say Tamiyo's journal entry 362. Yes. Um, or something. And there's six bits of flavor text that mention the journal entry. So much flavor text. And there's six clues. Each of the six clues has a different amount of words in the quote. And each one of the... And so when you look at the flavor text and it says 362, someone someone on the internet figured out, if you look at uh, the clue that has three words as this flavor text, Hmm. it'll be... Oh, sorry. 632. If you look at the one that has... Uh, six words in its flavor text. It'll be the third word along, and that's the second word in whatever phrase is coming out. And so people were like, this can't be right. This can't... No, no, surely we're just extrapolating this ridiculous thing. But when they released the pre-release foils, they had slightly different numbers on them. And now when you read the clues, and you look at them, and you get all the numbers, and you line it all up, it says, remember this, they came as three... Oh. 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 But seriously, that's that's some like Zodiac Killer Code Unabomber yeah. level stuff and there. Yeah. The people in this thread on Reddit, it's not not many people looking at it. It's just three or four dudes just being like, well, it could be this, or it could be this, and they were just like, 
Oh my god! <laughs> I know, but you know all those ridiculous puzzles that they've been throwing out. You know, like there's posters for Return of Ravnica. Yeah. You know, with the weird stuff and the Dragon's Maze puzzles. Are they all doing totally unsolvable? And even when yeah. we had the answers for some of them, We're you like, know, we found what? we go. Yeah. Well, I don't understand how they got to that. It yeah. doesn't make sense. People have been getting into that tune of thinking, and that's these people who <laughs> have figured it all out. It's because they did that whole thing on the pre-release poster images, like all oh, the yeah, cryptoliths that pointing at what hand of the clock. Like the the answer to that was get a poster from every language that was printed in. The cryptoliths are slightly different. Once you put them all together, it takes you to a URL where they preview Arlen. Yeah, that was the end of that. Thing. But like, how am I supposed to get the posters? From every different yeah, language. I was going to ring up, you know, yeah. Oleg, my, my Polish friend. <laughs> yeah. But um, they, they did it in every language. In all the nine printed languages of magic, they did the same clue thing. So it was, it was, it was definitely intentional and very difficult to find. Oh, uh, you know who else came as three, though? Nahiri, Soren, and Eugen. Oh, yeah, that's true. So uh, if it's Eugen, I'm going to be bummed. Uh, oh, it won't be. Nah, it's Emrakul. Because you just said it was definitely dead. Hey, we've got we've got premonitions coming up so shortly, so we'll <laughs> find out for sure. We can lock it in. Just copy paste that section. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what we were talking about? Flavor text. <gasps> right after this. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Straight out of Good Games Cannington. Sure. Uh, flavor text. Here we go, guys. Going to read some flavor text at you. They're all, they're all from the current set. Ooh. Oh, hey. Yeah. Is one of them, it has no apparent purpose or direction, sorry. Flavor text number one. It has no apparent purpose or direction. I'm not afraid out here, for I know that a higher power protects me. <laughs> that, that's not a good voice, actually, for it. But anyway, it's something like, I'm not afraid out here, for I know that a higher power protects me. Oh, Hmm. Kai's written. Number two, flavor text number two. There is power in the abyss, in blackness more profound than the darkest dreams. There is power in the abyss, in blackness more profound than the darkest dreams. You guys are getting very secretive about your answers today. Aaron's. I might lose this. I just don't. I just don't. I haven't been studying the flavor text. You've never lost, so, you know. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. Total scores. Drawn. It's going to turn to dust if someone else wins. And flavor text number three. They're in the walls. Can't you hear them? What? Oh. Oh. They're in the walls. Can't you hear them? I have clues for all of these if you require them. Can I have a clue for two and three? Yeah, can I have a clue for all of them? Yeah. Okay. Flavor text number one clue. I'm not afraid out here, for I know that a high power protects me. Flips and then says, it looks like you could use some protection of your own. Yep. All right. Um, we uh, interviewed, well, not you guys, but I have spoken to the person who painted... There is power in the abyss and blackness more profound than the darkest dreams. You've spoken to them. Yeah, and I've only spoken to one artist, so really, it's by Noah Bradley. Oh, <laughs> is the clue. yeah? Oh, I don't know what art he's done in this. Uh, yeah. Top, top clue there. Poop, soup. And the clue for the, they're in the walls, can't you hear them? Dot, 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 Lovecraft fans. That's the super strong Lovecraft reference card, that one. All right. 
Going back to the card at the beginning, it's an uncommon. What have we got? Is it Avicenia Missionaries? Is it Pious Evangel? It's Kindly Stranger. Oh, oh shit ass! So then flips over into Demon Possessed Witch, and that's look an amazing looking card. It's like yeah. a, an old lady sitting in the woods saying, I'm not afraid out here, for I know that a higher power protects me. Then she goes crazy out bonkers and goes and looks like the, uh, the ghost from Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah. right at the beginning <laughs> and yeah, says, It looks like you could use some protection of your own. Very nice. Mm. Love that one. A really quippy ghost for an old lady. <laughs> right, flavor text number two. Aaron, what have you got? Written Mind Rack Demon. Mind Rack Demon. Kai? No idea. Straight, straight blank. Not this an idea at all. rare. Oh, Jesus. That would have narrowed it down. Behold be the Beyond, which is another super oh, sick. Card, super sick Noah Bradley picture. Hey, talk yeah, about it's five and, five and two swamps. For discard your hand, <laughs> search your library for three cards and put those cards into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Oh, because that's interesting, that's right? Because there's there's behold the beyond and there's from beyond, which is an Eldrazi sign oh, yeah, spawner, yeah. which also searches for cards from your library. Mm. Ah. Things with beyond in the name. Fact number, who knows by now? Um, they're in the walls. Can't you hear them, Kai? Is, is it just the wind? I wrote from under the floorboards because it's like a weird. Thing could be no. I think it's wrong. It's but the it's walls. Like they're in the walls. Kind of hear them, but then they come up from on the floorboards. <laughs> Rancid rats. Oh. Rats in the walls. Lovecraft story. No, yeah, I don't know. Wow, I've, sw- I've swept you today. Yeah, oh, we've oh got we've got oh. we've got a super quick MTG card quiz coming up soon. What else have we got? Or oh, maybe a bit of. Oh, whoops, we did it in the wrong order. No, we did it in the right order. Oh, we did do it in the no wrong order. No one will ever know. <laughs> it's yeah. the magic of technology. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, how about we just go and uh, hot garbage premonitions and we're back for the finale with the MTG card quiz. I don't really have any premonitions. Oh, we're still recording. Makes pre- <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't have premonitions. No. Hey, <laughs> stay tuned. Premonitions is going to be awesome. <laughs> hot hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham, Hot garbage. Mine is werewolf-related. I'm sick of uh, playing a tapped land in my limited deck and getting run over by a two-drop werewolf that flip and kill you. That was Aaron Graham, hot garbage. Kai Griffiths, hot garbage. Shadows of Innistrad style. Also werewolves. Just when is a turn going to happen where no one does anything? You're going to pass turns to do nothing and then they're just going to play a card and you start the creek. Well, I love our werewolf friends everywhere. Hello, werewolves. That was hot garbage. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe he's still here in... Bloody Innistrad. This is dire. Oh, there he is, sitting in... Hey, ex- excuse me. Oh, yep. I, I just... Um, Sorry, I was in the middle of a solo. Can I you was just wait? I'm almost done. Yeah, sure, man. There we go. No, cool. I was just talking to a guy that looked exactly like you that he said he had no premonitions at all, but... It's because he can't have premonitions because I'm the only person who has premonitions. Great. Whew, thank God, because that would make this segment really crappy if we had no premonitions <laughs> whatsoever. A month ago... You Set came me to me in my swamp in Innistrad and I said, yeah. no Emrakul. But it's because someone has been clouding my mind oh. and stopping me from uh, from seeing the truth, which is our great overlord Emrakul. It wasn't Jason Momoa becoming Aquaman, was it? Oh, I, I didn't predict that. No you one didn't saw that know. coming. Okay, sorry. It was weird, weird fish pants. Sorry, I interrupted. Let me just... Uh, let me compose myself. Yeah. Anyway, Emrakul's coming back. All praise be to our Eldrazi um, overlord. Yes. It's going to eat everyone in Innistrad. Uh, people won't be so worried about werewolves and vampires and stuff when, uh, when Emrakul comes. Why would you? 
Why would you be? I welcome. I, I for one welcome our new Emirates. El Trozo. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm thinking that the next plane that we visit after Innistrad will yep. be one that we've never been to before. Oh, a brand new. Brand new plane. Yeah. You said you think. Uh, do you, you, you're not so sure, or are you? It's not you'd like you not hmm? to know 100. percent You said I think. I've never heard you say I that before. I don't know if I did say that. Oh. So you, I'm glad you're not recording this because yeah, then you no, can go back and check. I haven't recorded said, it, but I don't think that I said that. So. But since that you know, what's it called? Oh no, no I've got to go. But oh. no, don't go. Oh, that's a sh- MTG card quiz six seven land hand. It's a real quiz. It's MTG card quiz Shadows of Innistrad oh. Part Two, imaginatively titled. What? Do you get? What did I say? Right after we did the intro, you went, MTG card, Chris. <laughs> like, you kind of sung it a little bit. And I was like, oh, we're doing it again? Oh. <laughs> it is sung. No, but after we sung it, yeah. you went, MTG card, quiz. Oh, it's, did I? And as you started talking, it, I was like, oh, we're singing it well, a second time. Well, once cool. again, we're not recording this, so this is just rehearsals. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, moving right along. Good. Nobody rewind, okay? That'll be hideously <laughs> embarrassing. Just have it streamed so they can't rewind. Yeah. All right, score update from the uh, fabulous flavor text earlier on. It's nil all. What? Yeah, That's I know. That's crazy. You're, <laughs> you're still technically unbeaten. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of my technically unbeaten has been draws. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Oh, yeah, here we go. In the latest magic story, Sacrifice, Kai. Shut up, you. We learn about a lovely friendship between a girl called Mia and a boy called Wilbur. Wilbur features in a Shadows Over Innistrad mythic rare. Which one? Yeah. What? In the latest magic story, Sacrifice, we learn about a lovely friendship between a girl called Mia... And a boy called Wilbur. Wilbur features in a shadow, o- Shadows Over Innistrad mythic rare. Which one? Have to pay particular attention to the art, is what I would say. I, I figure it's just going to be the chump getting ripped apart by a zombie or something. Mm. Which he probably could have outran okay. if he wasn't being all romantic. You talk aloud, you might give a key an answer, kind. <laughs> As in, as in giving away the answer during the actual oh, quiz. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry. A key answer is no answer at all. Yeah, it's describe the card, but don't give the answer. <laughs> yeah. Question number two. Relentless Dead, Shard of Broken Glass, and Endless Ranks of the Dead have one location in common. Can you name this building? I have its name and an AKA as well. Also known as for those who play at home. So relent- the cards, Relentless Dead, Shard of Broken Glass, and Endless Ranks of the Dead have one location in common. Can you name this building? <laughs> oh. I don't know, I've got ten different guesses. There's, only, there's, there's two. Which is the same one. Okay, question three, MTG card quiz. It, so, it, so, yeah. La! <laughs> in Innistrad, the city of Thraben sits above the Lake of Herons. Oh, am I drawing a picture for you, lads? No. That's, no, okay. In Innistrad, the city of Thraben sits above the Lake of Herons. Which famous card depicts the city? <laughs> really, that look. In Innistrad, the city of Thraben sits high above the Lake of Herons. Which famous card depicts the city? 
sits high above the Lake of Herons. High Lake. Which famous, <laughs> famous. So this is your chance, Kai. I've never seen Aaron look so oh, lost. Oh, man. It's the Soylent, buddy. Mm. I'm so tired. This isn't, this isn't the Shadows Over Innistrad card. Mm. Mm. All right, let's rewind to the beginning. I hope you're doing better at home than the guys here are. I think I've, <laughs> have, I got, have I gone too hard this week? No. Uh, oh, no. I, have, I didn't study up. Like, I usually have yeah. a flip through the card list. All right. That I didn't. In just the all the cards, just casually read every single just, card. Yeah, it's easy. I'm in the latest magic story, Sacrifice, which Kai told us to read, and we all did, uh, we learn about a lovely friendship between a girl called Mia and a boy called Wilbur. Wilbur features in a Shadows Over Innistrad mythic rare. I'm laughing because I know the punchline of the answer, but uh, we'll wait for that. Which card is it? Aaron? Is it Startled Awake slash Recurring Nightmare? Startled Awake. Kai? Mm. Uh, Slash is because it's a double face. Yes, yes, gotcha. Incorrigible youth, I don't know. Wild guess. Well, that's not a bad guess, is it? Because they're young. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just trying to think of young stuff. Can you tell us what happens to Wilbur at the end of the story, Sacrifice? Uh, I imagine that he might have... Imagine? You didn't even read the story yourself after telling us to read it. You said that he didn't read it earlier. No, no, but earlier on, via text during the week, he he said, new story sacrifices out. I'd get on to that, lads, if I was you. Yeah, yeah, read that up. I didn't didn't read today's one, I forgot. Uh, Just, yeah, uh, I imagine he might have sacrificed himself. I'm being sarcastic. I definitely (laughs) definitely did read it. I I read it, and uh, and he sacrificed himself. He didn't sacrifice himself. Mia sacrificed him to the Gitrog Moss Monster. And if you look at the picture, it's his hand that's hanging out of its mouth. Oh, what the? Oh, it's that Toad card yeah. with a big toad on the front. Oh, cool. Yeah, isn't that a mythic rare as well? I thought, yeah, I thought you guys would have known about that. Yeah, I, I heard a bunch of stuff about that story and then forgot that it was about the Gitrog monster. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm having this vague kind of like, did I dream that I read it or did I actually <laughs> read it? Okay, everyone, dial in with a score check. Yeah, that's right. It's nil all. <laughs> <laughs> Relentless Dead, Shard of Broken Glass, and Endless Ranks of the Dead have one location in common. Can you name this building, Kai? You've got to go for one of your answers. What do you got? Markov Manor. Markov Manor. Aaron. It's like a a church in one of the towns, but I don't know which town. Chapel in Gavany. It's the isolated chapel from Innistrad. I don't know. What's your final answer? The location. Isolated chapel. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that chapel that's a bit kind of outside of town a bit. It's hard yeah, to you, know, you, were, you were all over it in terms of if you were up to your normal powers, you'd have yeah. worked it out properly. It's Thraburn Cathedral, also oh. known as the Church of Avison, which I saw Kai I was write down in the Church of Avison. I was like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to have a big stained glass window of Abyssin in it, isn't it? And it does. They've uh, all got this big the stained glass window, which is the one that gets smashed, the clue tokens, uh, all that sort of stuff. God. Relentless Dead, we talked about, and Endless Franks of the Dead in the last podcast, has been that cathedral, all the zombies yeah, all, all over the stained it, yeah. glass window, yeah. Um, I ran home, I wrote it, and then I crossed it out. This is a winner-takes-all. Um, Aaron goes first. Question three in MTG Card Quiz. Not to be sung again after the original mm-hmm. intro. In Innistrad, the city of Thraburn, mentioned in the previous question, sits above the Lake of Herons. Which famous card depicts this city? Aaron, you're going to spew chunks of things that you haven't eaten for years if you don't get this one right. <laughs> all that chewing gum you swallowed. Yeah, exactly. And all of those lost socks and 
prehistoric dinosaur farts. Another spiders I inhale. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's not going to get you know. a point. Hinterland Harbour. Kai, it's here. You can be the first person to definitively beat Aaron Graham in a flavour text MTG car quiz combo by getting this question correct. It's and all on you. Oh, and it's yeah. from the original Illustrat, the one that you don't know very well. Yeah. yeah. The one People from like 10 years ago. <laughs> When I was 14, and exactly. didn't know that magic was a thing. Were you, were you cognizant when you were 14, or were you just like a lump no, of jelly? No, I didn't know yeah. magic. I hadn't been poured out of the vat yet. Um, <laughs> this is one of the most beautiful land cards just ever. Oh, don't say that. I'm going to feel doubly bad for getting Oh, that. I am right. You're not right. Oh. Whatever Aaron said, which I've forgotten already, <laughs> is incorrect. People at home screaming out. I could beat Aaron Graham in the quiz. I don't know. Uh, Gavney Township? Don't, uh, don't lead him on there. You, what, what is that? Aaron's um, full of wrong tonight. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say like... Uh, Soylent. Yes. I don't know. High Moon Lake or something like that. Because it's the Heron Moon, isn't it? <laughs> Guys, it's stayed nil all. John Avon? No, it's not ringing any bells. John Avon, the paint, the artist. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what card. I thought you just dumped down real yeah, bad. Which one, which like, one of those dirty never heard of him. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, Clifftop Retreat. Oh, the Red White Land? Yeah, Red White Land. With oh, the, I can't with remember the, that. You know the one. big rocky outcrop with the city on the top that looks out and you imagine it would be looking out over oh, some water? Yeah. I always imagine the sea. Better, better artwork. Is it? Oh, well, let's, should we redo this? And I'll make the answer. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I win. Yeah. All right. Hey, still, un- still undefeated. Still undefeated. I'm amazing. <laughs> well done, high five. I think that's the first zero I've gotten. I know. I think it is. It's because yeah. we, we did flavor text first. Maybe yeah, it's maybe cool. it's me. I'm like kind of some like sapping um, yeah, knowledge sink. It's like kind of kryptoniting him. Eventually, I'll know one thing by accident, <laughs> and he'll just keep getting zero. <laughs> Neats and twos. Did you say neats and twos? No, I said neats and twos. Good. Yeah, that's what I thought. As long as we're all clear on that. Yep, to speed on neats and twos now, Kai. Uh, for me, I don't know. I'm just. I guess I'd encourage everyone and myself. I'm deeply following the uh, the fiction. I'm just. I just want to be a lawmaster. So I'm, I'm down for a chat about Kai, Kai Lawmaster Griffiths. Yeah, newly appointed. Mm. Yeah, I want to be like Cryptolith Lawmaster. That's my card. Here's Cryptolith. a fact for you: Twos is actually spelt T W O Z E. So if you have a lot of them, then you're not allowed to drive. <laughs> yeah, if you One, have two of them, twos many. Two two boozers and you drunks as two booze. Need some twos, just the business side of stuff. Win seven land, well, win seven land hand. Oof, can't give that away. Live, win hey, seven wonders knows. jewel by leaving a comment on the post for episode 65. It's that easy. Currently pinned to the top of seven land hand Facebook page. Uh, episode 65's also got an interview with um, Bruno Cathala in there. Cool. Lovely Ooh. guy. Uh, he, oh, he was the designer of that game. It wasn't some random French guy. <laughs> <laughs> I made Bruno. <laughs> yeah, uh, entries are growing. But this is a good. T- this is a seven line hand tip here. Every month, new game, more and more people are entering. Yeah. If you get right. in now, your chances are much better than they'll be in two, three months' time yeah. when more people know that we're giving away when a game. We're giving away like a two thousand dollar game. That, you know that game of Splendor that's just going to be made yes. of jewels? Yes, and there's only 14 comments. Yeah. Oh, what about like Kingdom Death or something? 
Oh, one of the like, huge oh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that miniatures. Well, that's what I think it was. Oh, well, let me let me, let me not guess. But heard about Cthulhu Wars? Mm. It's like five hundred dollars. Uh, well, Kingdom board game. Kingdom Death's the same because it's it's like uh, it's like Warhammer, but you don't have to collect it. It's all, cool. all the pieces are there. Oh, that's great. But I don't think it's a war. It's something else. Uh, little, little little battle. Comment from Peter West on the Facebook site about Fancy Splendor. Uh, he wasn't all that keen about it being a papyrus papyrus cards. He said the shuffling make oh, it go crazy. Yeah. But I was wondering. I don't think Splendor. You don't do you, you shuffle. Don't really you don't really shuffle, shuffle too you, much. You, you I mean, shuffle the, the the like gems and stuff that you buy that, yeah. you, that you pay for, but you only need to shuffle them once yeah. in the whole game. You We've, just throw them in a bag and shuffle them around. Like we that. boiled it down to the fact that there's only 14 copies being made in the world, so neither us or Peter will ever have to worry about this. Yeah, I also don't think that they're going to be playing it very often because it's made of gems. Uh, real don't gems? Damage them. And that's why, it's, oh, that's so why it's, it's so expensive. Oh, I didn't actually see the price. Maybe we should have focused on that rather than the papyrus. Many thousands of dollars. Anyway, if anyone wants to get to our Facebook page, uh, Peter and I have, uh, have really discussed the papyrus and got down to the bottom of that. Uh, anything else floating around in the in the uh, Facebook world, tweets world? <laughs> Aaron's on a super long yawn there. I'm, I mean, don't don't mention that. No one would have known. Well, uh, there was a gap and a, and a bit of a. I was thinking. Uh, uh, we had Easter over the last <laughs> few breaks. Yeah, we did. Uh, we all posted. Uh, I got a, a weird amount. Large amount of likes on me holding rock eggs. You did. Why did that happen? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Matt made a call out saying, "Post your nerdy Easter pics." Here's me with, and I didn't realise he was holding seven a seven land hand. So it took me a while to get onto that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie jumped an Easter egg. Jamie jumped in on that. I did a couple of stupid ones on Matt's actual post. Then Aaron, out of the blue. Sent in this picture of him with some rock eggs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of us, boom! It's, it 20, broke the internet. 20, 25 likes or something? Or just some random... Bit. But, like, um, I didn't realise that they had both seven light hats as well. No, like, I didn't know that either. Matt's is full up forests and stuff. Um, well, let's... Before you go on from Matt's, let's just critique that because... Yeah. Look at the way he's... Look, for everyone at home, go to the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Look at the way he's holding those cards. He's been working out recently, and he's been jogging a lot. <laughs> Just holding Yeah. I'm jogging, I've got my earphones in, I'm also holding yeah, my yeah, bicep yeah. up to the camera to that, hold this Seven That there is Matt saying, please make comments below about how awesome my body is now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you could, have, could have more strategically placed the cars and taken a much more interesting picture if you wanted that. Yeah. If, if you're listening at home, please leave, leave Matt some love about his biceps or his amazing body. I'm sure. He, uh, Jamie Lawrence from Hurstville got in touch. With and he's a picture. holding all expeditions seven line hands. So that's an ex- that's probably one of the most expensive yeah. seven line hands I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so he's just showing off. That's oh, two uh, about a grand. Really? I yeah. see. I didn't realise that. So many hidden Easter eggs in our Easter egg. In our Easter egg. Uh, mini promotion. Um, so yeah, realize. I posted a seven, uh, a seven hand of just seven rock eggs, and I said, "Happy Easter, everyone! Be sure to share your rock eggs." So There's a magic card that when it dies, it turns into a bird. But did you delete one of my posts on that? No. Delete- that was one other one. I posted a comment. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a little bit controversial, but I don't think it was that bad. And it had gone by the time I went back. I didn't delete. I don't moderate any posts on my thing. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing to say on the internet. Also, what could have happened was I wrote it and then pressed the wrong button and it just disappeared. <laughs> yes. Not as controversial, 
Let's say that Matt m- deleted it. It was so it. controversial, you subconsciously deleted it. Fight Club style. Mm. Tyler Durden deleted it. That's what happened. Punched yourself in the face and forgot that you did Right in the ear. All right, well, have we got anything else? Any Anything else bubbling? <laughs> nothing bubbling over in Aaron's so mind. I'm just going to go and play Stardew Valley a whole bunch. So yeah. Oh, you're, not in a condition, you're not in a condition farm. to do it, though, man. Look at you. You're a, oh, I haven't you're been. Winter's been. I've just been playing it half asleep at 7 o'clock in the morning because I get woken up by the tradies out the front of my house. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. What are you off to do, Kai? I've, I've dabbled yeah. too long in, in medieval fairy tales. I've got to knock the Witcher off and uh, get back to some some good uh, sci-fi. Metal Gear Solid Five, I think, is next on the yeah. list. Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't really talk about any new like main console game stuff coming out. Dark Souls 3 next week. Dark Souls 3, there you I'm go. I'm going to play Dark Souls 2 before I play Dark Souls 3. I haven't even don't know anything about the whole... Oh, no, I think two weeks to Dark Souls 3. Sounds like one of those games Dark that Souls you 3. play above a maze and run through, is it? One of those uh, sort of things? It's kind of like that, except when you die... Every couple minutes, I guess. Dark Souls 3, it's kind of... Very, very punishing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, excited about Shadows of Innistrad. This looks a very cool set. I'm very keen for the pre-PTQ on the weekend, but I haven't had any time to draft, and it's not out on Magic Online yet, so everyone's going to be going in blind. I hope my raw, sealed skill will and very lucky pulls will help me get to the top eight where I can draft up a storm. Mm. Draft Ulvenwald Mysteries deck. You did say Magic Online. Magic Jewels, still broken. Um, still garbage. Yeah, they tried to trick us all uh, recently. I did do a post on this. Lyle got on board with it, uh, where they closely aligned um, the release date for Shadows of Innistrad. The name, the date, everything there. Shad- Magic Jewels, and then coming soon. <laughs> in smaller letters. So, <laughs> so they closely aligned themselves to that date, but then haven't committed to it coming Pretty out on soon. that. Late 2016. Mm, Battle of Zendikar's happening on there at the moment. They've forgotten. They've ignored. How did that turn out? Like nine months ago, it came out. Oh, in, in real in the real world, yeah. Uh, and it, I don't know. I just went back there and had a look, you know, because I'd given up on Magic Jewels. Yeah. And um, then I told Matt, I said, "It's back on," and he went and got on there. And then the whole thing, he couldn't get in touch with like, the server. Oh, oh, they've just implemented Return to Ravnica oh, from five <laughs> years ago. Thank, thank you, Magic Jewels. Yeah, so that's not really news. All right, uh, back with the outro. Oh, what was it, Aaron? <laughs> what? Ah, that's <laughs> perfect. We've I think gone mad. We've gone delirious. What? What kind of delirious have we got? Shadows of it and it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening now. I think that Mado's, I think Mado's yeah, is over it is bad. We're in the clear now. I think that pun was just in us bad. Oh, oh. Yeah, we're in the clear now. No one's listening to this bit. They're expecting the outro theme tune. They know that our guitar works better on the intro. There's nothing yeah. to hang around for. Um, so Angelina Jolie yes. um, is only just getting back into magic. She used to play, but it's because we're returning to Shadows of Innis Brad. <laughs> Hits. Yeah. Kai? Oh, well, you know, I look around here and there and I'm just kind of thinking, you know, the more I think about all these shadows, are just it's all just too shady for me. I, guess. <laughs> I don't want to trust anyone. Mm. Well, I know that there's a new Shadows of Innistrad out, but I uh, prefer Innistrad Ishinal. <laughs> That's just. Uh, it's in the I title. I think we're on par there. That, it's that in the title. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so me and my girlfriend have been looking for good iPad two player games to play. Yeah, uh, we we found one called Fingle, and it's a Twister, but for your fingers. Do you play it when you're in Shadows of it in a Stripad? 
<laughs> it's, that's not working at all, is it? Are you sure? Do you only just play it on long trips when you're Arlen bored? Soren <laughs> <laughs> shit art. Oh, that's Sorry. not really a pun. That's just <laughs> you just get is. you getting angry because we're intru- intru- yeah. interrupting. Intru- oh, anyway, there. Fingal. Um, you got a story. It's twister for your fingers, and it's like you, put, <laughs> oh, really? you pass a level by having your fingers on the dots the whole time, but you can only do the ones that you started off on, and so it makes you like do weird, like <laughs> twistery. And you get to touch your girlfriend's fingers. You. Yeah, I get to touch my girlfriend's Woo! fingers. But I just want to like spring it on someone. I'm like, hey, you want to play this uh, cool strategy game <laughs> yeah. with me? You got to like try and get your fingers. <laughs> it's just we end up like humping fingers across my iPad. You know what? We're, you know what we're hoping to do more of is unboxing on Seven Land Hand. Jamie did one of. Uh, oh. It's on there. Um, unbo- Star Wars Rebellion. Unboxing. What was it? Star Wars Rebellion. Star Wars Rebellion. That's what I said, and I, I think I sung it. Um, <laughs> you should do an unboxing of Fingal. Oh no! Don't yeah, be taking your fingers the out of your, your pocket. Ooh, look at these! I'm going to put these on here. I'll be using my index and middle finger. Ooh! Oh, I'm using um, my ring finger, Aaron, and there's nothing on it. That you get that? You cop that kind of heat, wouldn't you? Oh, I can't wink on the podcast. That's rough. That's winkle. You just be like wink. <laughs> um, but anyway we quit Fingal after playing like 15 rounds so it took us about 3 hours and then, <laughs> and then we played Cribbage so we're playing Cribbage now yeah. uh, oh, well, I, hope, I hope Jess isn't being a Cribbage about it <laughs> it's relentless what have I done I can only imagine Aaron on the train just like dying for a Fingal fix and he's like hey, bu- <laughs> hey buddy you want to play some Fingal I got some, you want to do some Fingal I'm really good at Fingal warn your children about yeah. Fingal like- mm. that's a lovely smart ride you're carrying would you like to carry my fingers between your fingers in a game of Fingal? <laughs> what is this guy? What have we done? This is your life. Oh, that's my life. Uh, uh, well, we Thanks for coming in, Aaron. Oh, yeah, thank you, David. Thanks for coming in, Kai. Uh, that's right, i got to leave the basement for something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go to sorry. work. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. Work. Yeah. It's work. Not Kai's work. He's undercover. He's a glitch. This, I don't know what the longest podcast we've ever done was. But this no. is quite long. It is. Sorry. Shall we just Every end? time I come on, too. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm really quite fine. It's just... Um, uh, next really Week in Geek. What are we doing next week? For- no, let's not do that. No. No. Next time, next time. We'll, we'll be back yeah, yeah. with you soon. Well, yeah, after you've been to England. Fingle them ear holes. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>